CFYLP is sponsored by CapturedPrey.com. Visit CapturedPrey.com today for all your import and third-party Transformers needs and save even more through the Captured Prey Loyalty Program. You can also save on shipping on domestic orders of $150 or more. See website for details. CapturedPrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. Mega Toy Fan. Maximize your collection with MegatoyFan.com for all your vintage toy needs. You can also find Mega Toy Fan at popular robot and toy conventions year-round. Minimize your costs and maximize your collection with MegatoyFan.com. In a cold, far away world, a battle is raging between evil and good. From the stars that came here to earth. Caught in this struggle through the whole universe. Robotic warriors. Usapke here. Welcome to Transformers for your listening pleasure. TFYLP for short. Join us and discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. And now without further ado, here is Weird Wolf. Now where did I put that chorus stop? Ratchet, did you take the chorus stop? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Transformers for Your Listening Pleasure, TFYLP, episode number 157, recorded June 26, 2015. I am your host, Weird Wolf, a.k.a. Duran Land. <laughs> um, along with me this evening is Megamus. Hello. Also joining us is Maroni Prime, a.k.a. Jim Black. Hola, como estas, dude? <laughs> also joining us is Headmaster Don Ferguson. Bonjour, madame and mademoiselles. Oh, now we're doing multilingual. Now, uh, now if, uh, if if Tobias was on here, he could just introduce himself in Swedish and we'd be good. <laughs> uh, also joining us tonight will be uh, Proto Man. Uh, he's uh, doing some things right now. He'll join us uh, momentarily. And I believe uh, Insane Galvatron will be joining us uh, shortly thereafter as well. Um, tonight, we're going to be uh, recapping some of our thoughts and uh, experiences at BotCon uh, this past weekend in uh, Chicago, St. Charles, Illinois. Um, I, I think I speak for pretty much everybody here. I had a blast at the show. I was extremely tired. Uh, still still uh, a little bit lagged from it, but... Um, doing pretty uh did pretty well last week and and had had a great time um and then after after we tell some stories we're going to uh kind of recap uh some of the main news that came out of the hasbro reveal panel at botcon uh and and basically talk about our thoughts of what uh we think about uh the uh, the unveilings there uh but uh, Magnus is not going to be able to be with us uh, uh, for the entire podcast, so I'm going to let him uh, tell us some of his favorite moments and uh, stories from BotCon. And uh, I, I had a little preview the other night, and it's a doozy. So uh, uh, I'm glad. The, I'm sure a lot of the listeners will uh, enjoy some of these stories. Well, 
the first thing I wanted to do was, is I, I was going to show a picture. I was going to show a picture, but it was so bad. I'm going to block it out. All right. Is it horrible? But there you go. That's all you need to see right there. <laughs> well, we, we can see what you look like right there. So it, 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 yeah, but no, this picture was bad. It was bad. You can see I have the shirt on. So it's me. It's just really bad. But no, screw me. Have with that. This this right he, here. He's probably not. Oh, it was <laughs> it was bad. Anyway, there you go. That's why you went. Whoop, over here. Over here. There. That's why you went. All right. Wow. That's all I gotta say. Um, Frank Wilker finally got to meet him, and um, I know a couple of you guys know. Um, I actually got to meet him a lot longer than most people. Um, and, uh, he was, uh, he was great. He really was. Uh, it was, a, it was a pleasure to meet him. Um, we picked him up at the airport. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful guy with, with just tremendous stories. And believe it or not, he has more stories than transformer stories. I mean, he was telling me about when he met Frank Sinatra, Elvis, um, Roy Orbison, uh, I mean, you name it. I mean, just just a massive amount of knowledge and experiences. And it was just a pleasure to sit there and talk to him. And I, I am very grateful that I was given that opportunity. That, that to me, uh, along with, as always, meeting the, the same uh, core group of people and the fans and everything, that's always, that's always you know, paramount to uh, the toys, the selling, the exclusives, all that stuff. And I, I know you all agree with that. Just the, the getting together with everyone is the main, main thing. Sure. Um, and all that was great. Um, but like I said, this just getting to meet him one-on-one -on -one was just, was amazing. It was amazing. Um, aside from that, uh, I actually, <clears throat> the, let's start from the beginning. When you first got there, and everyone will agree with this, you go to the hotel, and it was like, uh, it was like a maze. I mean, literally, it was, uh, it was a hotel that decided they were going to add on to themselves, and then add on. Like four times. <laughs> and then add on, and add on, and add on. And yep. there was no... I mean, there, there was, was two. That's what there was say. no cohesive design. I mean, there were there were two lobby bars, and they weren't even close to each other. I mean, it was like. Yeah, there was okay. there was no cohesive design to this of uh, this building at all. It's like None. one None. wing was like, was clearly designed like in the sixties, <laughs> another one maybe in the seventies, another one maybe in the eighties, and then you had yeah. the tower. <laughs> yeah, and then there was this big tower thing that just got erected. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure if it was. Uh, I can't remember who pointed it out first, but someone said basically that would be a great place for Halloween because you've got <laughs> you've got you've got turns into blind corners, you've got stairwells that go up, but they're so close you can't see where you're going till you get up there. Wait a minute. There was also one stairwell that you never knew where it went up to because it was chained off. Oh, you're talking mm. about the, the cellar that was yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like. Well, the funny thing is too, because you had that that section of the like when I first got there, and I went to do my registration. On my way back, I was like, I know where I'm going. I'm going straight back to my room, and I made a wrong turn. I ended up in that place that's called Bourbon Street. Yeah. Which, yeah. And I was like, where the fuck am I now? You know. And yeah. The only good thing is I accidentally found the arcade at the same time, but it was like. Wait, they had an arcade? Exactly. Let me tell you something. That arcade has not been updated since 1996. Like, it's Did just, you knock wow. the dust off of it? I actually, I actually took a picture of one of the machines because it was, it was they had a lot of really old machines and stuff like Killer yeah. Instinct and Area 51. Yeah. These are games that are like 94, 95. Um, wow. But wow. it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll get into it after when, I get, when it's my turn, but it's just, there was just, oh, man, that hotel. That hotel, yeah. I could break down that hotel. In All right, so right off the bat, as you can tell, the hotel had issues. But, and um, I'm going to go on record as saying our our room was wonderful. I loved our room. Our room was great. We didn't stay in the tower. We stayed off in the, uh, it was called the golf wing. And oh, that's probably why. It was big. It was, um, the air conditioner worked. The, the only problem I had a problem, I'm going to say that, but I really wish the air would have worked better. But then again, yeah. the, the problem was is that we had the parts party going on, and you get 30 or 40 guys in there, and girls and everything, and it's just – We had uh, – You remember when I went to your parts party, I was like stooping under the table because it was yeah, like – that's where the air was. That was the only way you could get the air. I was just like, I'm going to you, but if you don't mind, I'm going to sit on the floor. Yeah, but even if you move that, it just – and you know why? Because it would build up and it would shut down. It would build up and it shut down. It kept shutting itself off. Once everyone left and we shut the door, it turned on automatically and it stayed on. I, the room it's that weird. I shared with uh, with uh, Sidecutter from uh, Capture Prey, we uh, uh, our, uh, our the room that we had, the air conditioner barely worked in it at all. But yet the room that was across the hall from us, where we had the actual room sales where uh, Emery and Brad stayed, uh, that air conditioner kept it like bone-chilling cold in there. Now, was that an odd or an even number? Um, we was in uh, 3157. They were in 3156. There you go. We were, you, were on, you were in the golf also, and you yeah. were, the odd room was not cooled well. We were in the yeah. odd room. It didn't cool well. They were in the even room. So for those that want to know, when you go and stay at the golf wing – Get the even side, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Now, uh, I was in the tower uh, in eight thirteen, and there was no there's no issue at all with the with the stuff that was going on before Botcon. No issue at all. Um, our our conditioner did start leaking after a while, uh, but they did. But I'm but that's newer construction. That's going to happen. So they came up and fixed it. Uh, that was that was the only issue that we had the whole time, other than uh, we had an issue with one of the doors just suddenly stopped latching. We had no idea why it would just stop latching, hmm. uh, but it was fine. Uh, I enjoyed the hotel. It's it took you it took if you were in the tower, you it took you a while to get to the elevators that ran up to the tower because they were like three lobbies or three gathering areas. I don't know what you call them, but it's like yeah. 
you had multiple pools, multiple gathering areas, multiple bars. I I don't drink, so I didn't. Uh, well, it, partake it, of that's not why even I mentioned that. It was just I know, funny because you said, "Hey, meet me down at the lobby bar." Okay. Yeah. It's almost like they wanted each section to sort of be self-contained. So if you were with a group and you were staying in that one section, you wouldn't have to go a mile down, walk a mile away to get to a lobby bar if you wanted the to. Cl- the closest something. thing to a lobby that we had was the place where the uh, baby grand piano was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's 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 just a it's just a weird architectural well mix match. Here's the funny part, and I know a lot of people were originally in the golf, and I can't remember the other name, the other wing. There was two wings that were off to the right, and they uh, they heard how far away it was from the mega center, so they changed to the tower. Here's the funny part. Because a buddy of mine was up in the tower, and he left, and I left. And instead of going to the hotel, if you went out the exit, and there's a little pond, and it had a little little bridge, and you went over the bridge, mm-hmm. you were closer than the, the than the tower. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. we had the best of both worlds. We we decided that we were going to stay where we were at. You know, everyone was up in the tower, and we said, look. We're going to do a parts party. If they want to find us, they're going to find us. We're going to stay where we're at. And it worked out well. I mean, like I said, we were even closer. And even when we were unloading and loading the truck, we backed it right up. It was just, didn't have to worry about it. an elevator. We, we literally we literally loaded out of the trailer into the room. I mean, it's like that close. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And those that were in the tower, they, they couldn't do that. Yeah, and if it's, you think about it logistically, where the where the elevators were, uh, the closest would have been back behind where the the that big long hallway to the uh, the ballroom was. That would have been the closest for them. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah. we just walked right outside, and there we were. Yeah, it, it was it was. I mean, I liked the hotel. The staff was nice. It's they, not. They, they had no. They had no idea. That was the other thing I was gonna say. Yeah. The staff had no idea, and what I mean by that is, they had no idea about anything. Nothing. I even I asked one of them, "Hey, where's the tower?" They had no idea. I mean. Well, well, I will say it, this. It, it, the staff, but wait a minute. I will say this, but every morning when I got up and I walked out of the room. There was always hotel staff there to give me the towels I needed, the coffee I needed, everything. I never I never wanted for anything. They were there. And if you wanted something, they got it. Yeah. We they just weren't really a, knowledgeable. Uh, they had the same problem we did. The hotel was just a, a maze. So they we had no idea. Had a, we actually had a housekeeper that uh, that tried to come into the room. I think it was Saturday. Um you know, we could sleep in. I think was it Saturday that we didn't have. Sunday uh, when you can sleep in. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it, was that, it was that day. Uh, we slept in. It was like eight, eight fifteen or so, and got a knock on the door, and I opened up the door and it was uh, a housekeeping girl, and she goes, "I come in," like that, and I'm like, "No, we're we're getting dressed," and she goes, "Oh, you have you have the 
no, no disturb. I'm like, yeah, for a reason. <laughs> yeah. You want you want happy ending? Yeah. She she has to come in. You want you want you want mint on pillow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. yeah, well, yeah. well, no, I mean, it was she. She was nice and everything, but she just. Uh, yeah, see, oh, wow. Now the story unfolds. Oh, okay, okay, all right, ending, okay. Meant all that. Yeah. All right, here we go. They were all very. I think they actually had recently, because when we went down to talk to them about the air conditioner issue, I heard them saying that there were several people training on the front desk. So I I'm, think, I'm, I'm thinking they I met every one of the trainees. Yeah. yeah, so 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 I'm thinking that they just basically had hired a lot of people in the past couple of weeks, the past couple of months. Uh, in, well, in, that would that would definitely explain the confusion. But well, they had a big banner out front by the road that said "Now hiring." Yeah, but yeah. for someone that is there awesome? for a convention, it was uh, it, it was one of the down points. I'm going to say it. I mean, I I like the hotel. I just the staff was very undereducated in the workings of the hotel. Simple as that. I mean, I can get around the goofy structure. I can get that. I can get around uh, all that stuff. You need to have someone there that knows what the hell they're doing and where things are. Because people that are first time there, they're going to want to know where things are. I think, I think of course. <laughs> I think the, um, the overall reaction that I have is that it wasn't necessarily a bad place. It was just an old place. No, no. It, it showed its age very well. Well, um, well and I the, think we did it at is, the wrong time. The yeah. thing is, too, is that I got is it felt like not all the rooms were consistent because I went to a lot of different parts parties and I went to a lot of people who had the same rooms on the same area I had. I had the 300 area, which is like very close to the entrance. And the thing that I didn't like at all was it just felt so ghetto. Like, I, like, how do I describe this? It was shag carpet. Didn't feel like it was even vacuumed. It was grimy as hell. And I didn't learn that until I walked on the floor barefoot for the first time. It was very dated. Um, yeah. Another thing that bothered me a little bit was, you know, you have these hotel doors that are all security and everything, heavy duty with the little card. And then I go to my balcony and I realized all the rooms are connected by one balcony that's all together and and i was like okay so then you got this big you know door of glass which by the way it only stays closed with this like i swear it must have been like a trick from like the night you know you put a piece of wood so that it doesn't open mm -hmm. like that's what literally was your security system to prevent yeah, people was, from going into your room the room we were in there was a lock on the door but the little hook that it latches over was broken off. Broke. Well, so there you could lock it, and it would still open. They had this, this you put that piece stick. of whatever that prevents people from going in. But I'm just, so I kept telling my friends, like, when we leave, close both windows. Because if people walk by our door, they can look right into our room and go, oh, hey, look what this guy bought, all this expensive stuff. It, sh it won't hurt to just bust the window and maybe go in there and take eight grand of merchandise, seven box sets, and God knows what else is in there. I mean, already, I don't like it when the maids go in there. You know, they could help themselves to anything. But at the same time, I don't like it that any of the, the people in the convention could walk by my window, literally, like literally walk by my window, and they have, a, you know, this like window shopping mentality. Go, oh, look at all this stuff that's in there. And so I was like, man, this this place is so ghetto that I felt that my air conditioner 
every five minutes, it would make like a bang sound as if someone was like every five minutes, like as if, as if the radiator was stopping and then bang, it would go in. And imagine you're trying to sleep at night and it sounds like every five seconds, someone's banging on your window. And we're like, are you kidding me? And another thing too is as you're walking around the hotel, you just smell mold everywhere. Just no, everywhere no. smelled it like, like mold. And I was like, yeah. okay, oh, okay, God, well, this okay. Place. All right. One thing I want to, I want to, I'm going to comment on this just, just, just as a point. Uh, when I was younger, I, I worked with my father doing antiques and collectibles. That, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that meant going into a lot of old houses. Old houses made of wood has a smell. It's not something you can describe. It's just something that you're used to if you're in a lot of old houses. It could be sealant on the wood that's not that's being, you know, not uh, solid anymore. It could just be a it's just old aged wood has a smell. I'm allergic to mold and mildew. And I had no problem at all in that hotel walking through the corridors in the rooms. So I, so I get the feeling Daniel what you were smelling uh, other than maybe some of Megamus's, you know, late night gas explosions. Must was basically it was old bean burrito supreme. Yeah, it was old wood. Also, I, I, honestly, like- I honestly don't think it was a mold problem in their defense because if it was actual mold, I would have been sneezing and choking and gagging for breath. But but I will give it like it, it was weird in the hotel because you would go through the hallways and it would it would all of a sudden be warm and then cold again so I don't know what the, was the deal with that. But, oh my god, it was so cold one night it was unreal. But what was weird is because it's part of a golf course you would then enter that one part of the hotel and then all of a sudden everything is triple A. All of a sudden there's the golf store, the two swimming pools on the outside, the three swimming pools on the inside. You got like a live band during breakfast playing classical music. And there's the golf course outside. I'm like, what is this bizarro world? Like I go to my room and it's garbage. And then when I go to breakfast, it's not bad. Well, I don't know. Let me, give me a minute. I I do have to pull this up. Let me see if I can find this picture. I also have have to say while he's looking that up, their uh, internet security was not exactly top notch because uh, security. No, the internet security. The the internet. That's what I'm saying. They didn't have any. Yeah, Uh, their Wi-Fi password was simply lowercase guests, so anybody could get on it. And And it would go down all the time. And uh, and after after the and the and the convention center. Uh, I think everybody figured it out uh, whenever a couple vendors started talking to each other. The Wi-Fi password in the convention center, you just simply added three zeros to the end of it, and it was a password for all of them. Well, shit, I would have liked to know that. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been useful information during the con, Ron. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I didn't even know. (laughs) It was was only after the fact that we figured this out, but. I'm Canadian. You know how bad the roaming fees are already? Yeah. Shit. But, you know, I mean, th- that just makes you wonder. It's like it was really easy to connect to their uh, their software and everything. I mean, to their uh, access points and everything. But, it was funny. But I, but I think all in all, the hotel, for all of its flaws, I, I've stayed in worse BotCon hotels. Far worse. Really? Botcon. Which one? Uh, Throw that at me. I, I can't because I can't remember which BotCon it was. 
and I and I'm, I'm and I'm not saying that to not answer. Literally, after 20 out of 21 botcons, I can't keep them separate anymore. But I know there's right. two or three that absolutely was worse than this hotel. But for me, listen, from two, this is very important. We're talking about smells. We've always talked about uh, hygiene, right? And everyone, you know, they think uh, we don't know what we're talking about. All right. This is coming from someone on FUMPO. All right. Okay. What? Okay, what are we looking at? Oh, it's one you of the I see the picture. <laughs> All oh. right. Even the little kid knows. That the is little kid gold. knows. That they stink. Wow. I saw this and I went, yes. You know we're right. Look. No. Even the, the from the mouth of babes, people stink. The innocence of children. Yes. Now, that's, okay. that's not actually on the, on the Volcom website, is it? Uh, I'm not saying. Oh, okay, crazy. all right. All I'm saying is I found it and I went, oh. Fuck okay. it, that. I got to, right. like, put that out there. Okay, I'm going to say something real quick. I know it was. I saw that. I, I had to say that. Yeah. That young boy. Yeah. That young boy in the picture. I'm not going to mention his name. Yeah, but he either. actually, he was he was running the booth when I went to go pick up my souvenirs. <laughs> he yep. was a credit to Fun Pub. Oh, he's he, awesome. He was he 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 added up the figures, got the tax right, got my stuff. I mean, he got me. I stepped up. He reviewed my list, reviewed my numbers, got the stuff out of the boxes in three minutes or less. He got me processed and done. Yeah. That young man wow. has a credit, a credit to Fun Pub. His parents should be should be proud of him for being a very polite, very well, professional, sure. very professional but, young but man. But more importantly, they need to be proud of him because he's honest. Yes. I, I noticed him too. Uh, we were get, uh, getting lined up for the uh, cosplay contest there uh, on Saturday night. And he was helping out uh, in, in the hallway, getting everybody situated and everything. And he seemed like he had a pretty good grasp on what he was doing. Oh, he was, he was sharp. Yeah. He was just. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying I hope this young man is able to come to the other bot cons. Mm. Well, was, I, I can tell you that he probably will. Yeah, it's just he, he got you processed. He was friendly. He enjoyed what he was doing. I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying it's he nice. He just didn't like what he was smelling. That's all. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's, well, it's you just, can't blame him. Yeah. In an environment where I do customer service a lot, it's nice to be on the receiving end of good customer service. And I just wanted to make sure everyone knew how what a good job he did. Yes, he did. He did a very good job. Um, he I just got. He just tongue. got busted. He just got busted grabbing his nose, and I, I called him out on it. But that's side the point. All right. All right. Um, okay. So we had the hotel, my favorite experience. Um, I mean, the what else? We uh, oh, um, toys. The toys. Yeah. Okay. Let me see here. So we all bought know, some stuff. We had this guy right here. We had this guy right here, which I love. Love. Yeah. Even though I'm not a even though I'm not a pretender fan, that turned out a lot better for me than I was expecting. I had to return mine, hit a defect, and not a paint defect like most. 
He had a loose well, shoulder. He didn't um, hold his gun up. His arm would just slowly yeah. drop. Well, and then we had the ever wonderful custom class oh, figure. Oh, I love that figure. I love I mine. do too. I love the concept. I love the. I mean, sorry, but Sean I love that we, we knew it all this time and we didn't know it because if you looked at the Nova Prime box art, yeah. I wasn't going to tell you. It was all. It was there all this time and it did, we didn't realize yeah. it. Correct. Well, if, I would have bought one of the unpainted ones, but I I am so bad at painting and detail work like that. It wasn't worth me wasting the money on a figure. I was gonna screw up. You know, that, I want I want to I want to expound upon that a little bit later whenever I talk about my exp, uh, my uh, experiences well, at the show. But wait, yeah, now, if you took the class, you also got your I've little got, book. Little book it's all no Yeah, I've got that too. Well. And then you also, if you were one of the lucky uh, 15, which I happen to be, you got the little whoop, the thing that I I dropped called the spark, the little matrix. And oh. you could have you could have won that. Oh. That was a raffle. Oh shit! I was not aware of that one. Yeah. If you, if you listened in the class. They talked about it. They drew names from the Wednesday class and the Thursday class. That was kind of cool. Um, I picked up. A bunch I'm now of imagining Lyle Convoy throwing that, like the first piece of machines Optimus with his energy throwing star. Yeah. That's all of them. I want. I I also bought these. These little uh, guys. Huh. Prototypes of the masterpieces. Yeah, the Rat Bat. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. That was Bacon two years for me. <laughs> yeah, and then I uh, was surprised with this guy. Sample cheater. Uh, yeah, you got that yeah. from the Hartmans. I did. Yeah, we need to talk about their booth later on. Hmm. And it's Epic. a um, oh, because I'm such a, uh, a a wonderful person. Everyone loves me. <laughs> yeah. Someone came in and went. I know you like the knockoff stuff, and gave this to me. This thing is awesome. Cambot stationery. It's awesome. So Brad, this I've is for you. This that. thing's awesome. It. If you look on the back, it's got pens. Paper clips, glue, tape. It's what? it's awesome. Oh my it's god! Just, it's like a stationary <laughs> guy. So weird. It was. So they gave me that, which I thank them. Let's and see, and um, here I here I thought this was awesome. <laughs> there you go. Well, and then that, I that's, bought. That's what I got. That's what I got for my weekend of hard work at the captured crew. <laughs> you know. Then I of course had to you know. I had to buy something third party. Uh huh. I went ahead and got Grimshell. Grimshell. Oh. Mm. I, I saw the review from P. on him. He he looks really good. Well, considering I have yet to take him out of the box, I'll let you know. Did I've been you get him doing everything else? Did you get him from uh, from uh, Agabus across the street? No, I got him from uh, Chosen Prime. Oh yeah, hey, uh, Chosen. But Prime. I did go across the street. Yeah, Chosen one of, always has a great setup on their booths. It's neat, it's clean, it's easy to navigate, and it looks good. Well, so, across the street, 
there was a guy selling customs and I'm not really big into customs, but I saw this guy and I'm sorry. Oh, Megaplex. I thought oh, that was yeah. badass. That I'm guy is a way to take a mold that is so-so and I'm like, that's fine. I'll take him. Yeah, that's. So kudos to him. I'm not good on names, but he did a great job with it. Yeah. Let's see. Did I get anything else? Oh, yeah. One minute. My favorite. Hang on. I'll be right back. I already had him set up in the shelf. Of course, like everyone else, you had to get something autographed. And bam! Ooh, there gosh. you go. I got my autograph. Yeah. Uh, that so, Jimmy. Nice. Oh, that was awesome. And then uh, they threw in the autographs of all three. Nice. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Those were nice, too. And teaser right or somewhere. Then there's this the pins were awesome. Oh, where was the one? I think I put it on my pin. Um the Frank Welker pin and the Soundwave pin. You know, your first aid pin, all that. So I was able to get those as well. So I mean, what could I say? We we uh on the uh on the dealer side, on the dealer side, this was our second best year. It was just amazing. Um, it was just unreal. Yeah, someone with no manners, I guess. Yeah. I'm drinking. Anyway, it was our second best year. We we did great. Uh, we we sold a lot of stuff, met a lot of people, um, sold a lot of stuff dirt cheap. It was just it was great. On the fan cheap. side. The fan side, I got to meet someone that I never would have met. I got to meet him, you know, personally for over an hour. I mean, who else can say they did that? Um, I got to actually interview two of the other uh, uh, voice actors. I mean, I just, I've had, I had so much fun this year. But at the same time, I worked my ass off. I was constantly moving. So it was a lot of, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. So that was my uh, BotCon 2015. It was uh, it was amazing. And I missed yeah. it. You did not miss it. Yeah. Oh, Brett's experience. Oh. My router doesn't take a crap. Well, you could oh. be like other people and listen to it on the downloaded version. That's true. That's true. Thank you, AT&T. There you go. But no, I mean, you know, most of the time it's like, hey, I got this, this, and this, and this is my haul. This was more like I did get some great stuff. Don't get me wrong, but this was like twenty percent stuff, eighty percent all the things I got to do. It was amazing. Eighty percent intangibles. Oh, it was unreal. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a there's a uh, gentleman. He's in a wheelchair. His name is Jesse. And um, oh yeah, Jesse. I I did my best to. I talked to Pete. I talked to to Brian. Everything. To see what we could do, see if they could do something for him. And they were able to get him in on a private one-on-one -on -one with Frank Welker. Well, he told me about it later, and, man, he was just – he loved it. He was just so excited about it. And then when we went to the dinner, 
they pulled him aside and said, no, you need to come with us. And they put him up front with the VIPs for the, oh, wow. uh, the dinner, the awards, all that stuff. That's, it was, they treated him golden. That's, that's great. That's great. To me, to me, that's, that's what the fandom's about. Yeah. You take mm-hmm. care of each other. And that, that was, just, that was awesome. It really was. Yeah, if, if that's the if that's the same dude I'm I'm thinking of, uh, I want to say he was about two spaces away from me in the uh, the line for uh, John Machida and Susan Blue. Uh, but I stood there and talked to him for probably good 10, 15 minutes, and he's really really nice guy. He uh, he would have his his mom with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's uh, if it's the same one I'm thinking of, his mom. Uh, they almost bought uh, Orson's. Uh, um, Galaxy Shuttle, whenever it was yep. sitting there too, because he really, really wanted. Yeah, he's he's into the uh, Japanese stuff, but he is very meticulous. Now, for those that don't know, Jesse is uh, he's blind, can't see, and he will he will touch the toy, and just by touching it, he can tell you the imperfections in it. It's 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 amazing. And he will he'll he'll transform it, tell you what's wrong with it, whatever. And he wants, of course, you know, he's he's a perfectionist. So it, it it's amazing to watch him. It really is. Truly, uh, truly is awesome experience that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Brett, if you could say what your number one thing outside the Frank Welker experience. Uh, your number one memory that you will take away from BotCon 2015? Honestly, it's when uh, Denise and Jesse said thank you to me. That's awesome. That, that to me, I mean, I, I had a very, very small part in that. But they thanked me for it, and I just, you know, you, it, I was very, very proud Yes, I was proud of myself. I, I really, it was a great feeling. It really was. So I take that over all the other, you know, the toys and all that other crap. I, I it was, it was great. It really was. Awesome. Well, um, anybody else want to say their, uh, uh, their uh, favorite memories and experiences at BotCon? Who wants to go next? Let's go with uh, Dan, uh, Dan. Let's see. Let's hear him next. We haven't heard him talking. Best experience? Um, probably when Azusa went crazy in the last hour of the convention. <laughs> yeah, but I have a go shooter. I have a go shooter Azusa. Okay, for people, let me just for the <laughs> listeners who don't who don't know who that is. Azusa has been a Japanese dealer who's been going to Bakon since '97. Yeah. As early as I can remember of photos that Andrew yeah. used to take. Way, way longer than I have. Yes. Yeah, way longer than me. Yeah. And yeah, he, he started with Fumihiko, didn't he? Yes. But one of the things that he's infamous for is always like the last, you know, the tail end of Bakon. He just starts going, I'm not bringing this stuff back. And every year it's the same story. And in the past, usually what he would do, he'd do a free box or he'd do like something. Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, Rock, Po, yep. which is like yep. the Japanese version of rock, paper, scissors. Right. He'd always do something. This year, he was just like taking boxes, dumping all kinds of stuff in it, 
and then just going $10. And the stuff that he was unloading was ridiculous because what he would do, he'd be like, okay, I'm going to take like these five sets of cabayas, put them in a box. How about a few of these chrono cues? How about one of these Q transformers? A few of these microns, da 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 one, one beast saga, $10. And you would just be like, oh my God, he just put like the equivalency of $400 of merchandise in a box. He just did not want to go home with yeah. it. And it was wow. nuts. And then he started taking entire cases of the Kabaya kits, like entire cases of them, just putting $10 on them. And when you factor in the with the ones like, like the, you would have the Overlord case, which comes with the set of Road Caesar and two Overlords for $10, Right, like, you would get you would get two get and a half. The Overlord. Right, you get two and a half sets. Yeah, it's, you were guaranteed it's, two full sets and a half set. Well, for ten dollars. The, the Superion one, which is not very popular, but like that one gives you three full sets. Three full sets. That box. Right. So to buy it for ten dollars and then to sell the other two, if you if you keep one for yourself, I mean, it was a no brainer. And I was just standing there dumbfounded. I must have wasted, and it it sounds like a, I wasted thirty dollars at his table, but I must have walked away with tons of merchandise, tons of stuff. Like like I'm still going through some of it right now. Like what am I going to do with four battle beasts of uh, excuse me, beast saga of the same character he just shot in the box? Multiple sets of Mike. Let's put it this way: come to TFCon Canada, it's going to be on my table most of it, but. I mean, it's, I only wanted a few. What am I going to do? The like, fun like, part. Dur Duran was just showing the popsicle transformer. I have three right. of those because of him. Yeah. Three of them. Like, you just put them in the box. Here, do you have three of them, you know? Right. Like, like it, but it get to the nuts. fun part. It was nuts. It was nuts. And and then I, like, I was, I, after I got it all, I went back to him and I was like, I was so in shock by how much I got. Because up to that point in the weekend, I was kind of bummed because I felt that this year was probably the worst year in terms of being able to flip the exclusives. I thought it was a really hairy year this year for that because there really wasn't that one. Like even the box set itself isn't going very well. Uh, you know, the Waspinator set was nice, but not for $175, let alone to flip it. So there was just nothing to make money. And then out of nowhere, this happened. And I was just like, that is just great. And I went to Azusa, I kissed him on the cheek, and he just wanted to vomit. So, <laughs> but, you know, this guy Jin is kissing him, and he's just like, ah, you know. But it's just, it was just that was probably the best experience, honestly. It was just when he went crazy at the end, you know. No, no, I, no, 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 no. When he went crazy, is with it when, and I'm gonna leave it nameless, is when a certain person, after he picked this box of stuff, handed it to him, and he said $10, and this guy has the audacity to say, would you take eight? Oh, God. And he took the box and threw it across the table. Oh, right. That's what okay. I thought. Because, I mean, I everyone flew over, and they were like... Okay, I didn't know the context that. Like, you have no okay. idea that eight. just insulted Did you even know him. it was in the box? My God. It doesn't matter. You knew it was worth more than 10 bucks. <laughs> Yeah. And this, Seriously? I'm gonna Honestly, say, yeah. And this jacket offers him eight bucks. And, and the funny thing is, is because when you go through the box, it's all of Azusa's price tags still on them. So you're yeah. going like $20, $10, $20, $10. When I added up my box. It came to 500 bucks of merchandise in there. There you go. And this guy wanted I mean, to talk him down to eight bucks. Yeah. That's, even I wouldn't do that. Well, this is what kills me. <laughs> 
they talk about certain people and i don't even say it. It, it you know it was it was a dealer and you talk about the bad dealers and the good dealers there you go there you go i made my money back from that because the second i opened the box perez wanted to have the overlord uh, the guy next to Azusa wanted to have the Japanese uh, Age of Extinction Bumblebee. I made my ten bucks back right away. You know, like it was that was that was awesome. It's I mean, one of those. Awesome. It was a no-brainer. Oh yeah, of it course. Really if you if you have half the knowledge of what the value of anything Transformers is worth, it would be a no-brainer. Right. I think the only other thing that really comes to mind that was really like a great moment for me was probably the main reason why I always come to BotCon to begin with is. I mean, if I broke it down, this wasn't exactly one of the best years in terms of logistics and the set was not that great and all that. But in terms of fun with friends, it always is 10 out of 10. And hanging out with Andrew, which is known as Hydra, Sakamoto-san, Tomoya, going to the dinner with them and everything and hanging out afterwards. To me, that's that's what I love doing every year. I just love hanging out with them. Those are my buddies. And... To me, those are the best experiences and always catching up with them and what's happening with you and hearing all the crazy stories with Sakamoto and the stuff he has to deal with right now from the fandom. Because now he's getting more, you know, he's starting to do more art and stuff. So he's getting a lot of backlash from the crazies, which I'd rather may, remain nameless right now. But, sure, you know, there's a lot of stories with that I'll save for off the air. Yeah. But like I said. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap myself up because I gotta I gotta get um, just just in my little closing um, once again as it was with every year I've ever done BotCon it's always about who you meet the experiences with the fans and everything and let's face it without BotCon those experiences wouldn't happen it's not so much about what they offered it as far as the exclusives. It's what they offered as a venue, it's an area. It's where we all get together. It's why we all do it. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's about you know goofy stuff that happened at the parts party, goofy stuff that happened at the the uh, in the dealer's room. I mean, and it, it, it's just you you can't put a price on that stuff. It was awesome. So those were my experiences. Um, I could tell anyone that you would have similar experiences, but I'd be lying. Make your own experiences. Go to the shows. Go to all the all the Transformers conventions. Go to all of them because you're going to have fun. You're going to have your own experiences, and they're going to be great. Well, that's that's the number one thing that yep. we that I want to uh, convey with this episode. Everybody that's watching or listening, I want people to understand that yes, it, nothing was perfect uh, at the convention. I mean, I don't know any convention that is, um, you know, I've, I've been to smaller conventions that wasn't perfect, but I had a great time. If you go and you, uh, and you go for the right reasons, uh, and you're a fan, you're going to find great toys. You're going to find great deals and you're going to have a great time. And I, I want people to listen to these stories that we're talking, uh, telling tonight and some experiences and take that away and i want i want people to understand that despite all the negativity that was going on before the show look at the positivity that's coming out of it and take that for what you will and remember that because i don't know how many people i talked to at the show 
that was, man, I'm having a great time. You know, uh, so-and-so did this, so-and-so doing this. Did you see this? Did you see that? I had this one kid, uh, he told me his name. I forget about, I forget what it is, but uh, if you're listening or watching, I'm sorry. But um, he was a huge Brave fan. And he noticed that uh, at the Capture Prey table, we have a Brave X-Kaiser Dino Geist um, for $250. Yes, Dino Geist. Uh, $250. It's complete. It used to be in my collection. I sold it uh, to him last couple of years ago for for, uh, a wedding. But anyway, uh, he saw this Dino Geist, and he just totally wigged out. And... Just sitting and talking to him and showing him Dino Geist and transforming it in all, into all the modes, uh, it was awesome. Then he comes back to me uh, on Sunday, I'm wanting to say is around 1 o'clock-ish, and he's like, have you seen the Shadow Maru that's in the room? I'm like, no. And he says, there's a Shadow Maru back here for 60 bucks. I'm like, take me. So I go back there and it's on Hydra's table. Yeah, it's Hydra. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't buy it because I mean it was a great price, but it was very yellowed and it, it was, was yellowed and it was missing a few accessories. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was it was Shadow Maru and and he was just wigging out because of Shadow Maru and and Dino Geist being there and he's like I had no idea the stuff would be here. And I'm like, dude, it's Botcon, you know. It, it, it's going to be there. Something's going to be there. You're going to find something that you like. Well, and, that, and that's and that's the other thing I was going to say before I take off. Um, the weirdest stuff you're going to find. The weirdest stuff. I'm just telling you. You. I mean, Weird. you always find it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The goofiest stuff. But uh, yeah, definitely go to it. But um, I got to run, guys. It's been fun. And uh, definitely check us out, and I'll be back another time. We'll see you, Brett. See you, Brett. Brett. And bye, Brett. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I'm alive. Yeah, I'm here. Wow. Good timing. (laughs) Jeez, we'll let anybody in this podcast. (laughs) I know, right? You guys left the back door open. I'm sorry. There's no bouncer. (laughs) (laughs) See, you didn't check the balcony doors. Good to have you back, Plastic On. How you guys been? (laughs) <laughs> uh, anything you want to uh, tell us about before uh, we move on to uh, more ex- uh, experiences for BotCon? Oh, uh, well, just a big plug of what I've been doing. I mean, anybody has seen my vlog. Um, what did you say about a big plug? What? Plug, plug. Yeah, I'm plugging here, okay? But plug, but plug. Plugging from the back door. It's it's kind of a sad thing that I'm doing. Some people are pretty heartbroken about, but I am liquidating my entire Generation One collection. It's going away. Um, I've been I've sold quite a few, but I've got more that most possibly already have, or maybe they're looking for. So look me up on Facebook because I got a ton of pictures and stuff. And Dan's been trying to help me with this. High five to you. TFW boards. There's a a pretty if you look on TFW under Plasticon, his posts, there's a pretty cohesive list uh, together. It's all done by year, by company, by release of series, so it's fairly easy to find everything. And then afterwards, just message him, and he'll send you photos and stuff, because I'm not aware of all the conditions, so I couldn't make the list 100% for him. So, 
Right. I mean, him worked together. I, I should have just shot the list directly to him, but I didn't. And <laughs> it, took about, it took me about an hour and a half. me for this, but thank you for chewing me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you, you can't put G, 1984 G1 stuff at the bottom and put Grandis at the top. So it's just you have to – I'm a little OCD with that. I like to have everything. It makes it easier for people to find things. Don't you mean CDO? Either way. <laughs> so it's like OCD, but in the proper order like it's supposed to be. Yeah. Either way, it's just yeah. Check out his stuff. Like if you go on, if you go on the buy sell trade on TFW, there's a cohesive list. Uh, I believe your account is Plasticon seventy eight. Nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. So Plasticon nineteen seventy eight. Look for recent posts. It's probably the latest one, and uh, the whole list is there. And then afterwards, find him on Facebook or directly message him through tfw2005.com, and uh, yeah, you'll be able to find his. Uh, his big list of stuff, and let me tell you something. Jason's got a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of stuff. A lot. Um, I, I was. I'm on the fence about selling the pretenders. I don't know if I'm going to. I have not took any pictures or anything, and I might actually keep those just because of that oil master that came out. That yeah. I I flipped out when I saw that. I was like, I, Are you kidding me? I missed this. To do to do a little plug, check out my video on YouTube. I did a nice cohesive review of that entire character and everything and it's really probably the best BotCon exclusive in a while. Cohesive? Well, let me ask for a change. Plasticon, uh, uh, just comfort yourself knowing that there's plenty of them out there, though. Oh, yeah, you know? there's a lot of them around. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there, so they'll be around for a while. Yeah, there's pre plenty of loose sets that are going to be kicking around for a bit. Because I want one. I I if hates this toy, hit me up. If you hate the toy, hit me up. I want it. I, I was <laughs> I was wondering something. The the jet that comes as part of Oil Master, uh, that looks an awful lot like a uh, G1 MicroMaster. I was I was thinking uh, flat top. Or, uh, no, that's the that's the weapon that came with uh, the the Legends gears. Yeah, gears gears and swerve came with a mold right. that was called flanker flanker or. Uh, Eclipse. Yeah, I, I know the mold. I was, I was like, like the color scheme. It, it reminded me of, of a, of a MicroMaster. Uh, that would be, uh, that would be the MicroMaster that came with the air, with the air defense station. Airwave. 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 <clears throat> so, so that was inspired by that then. I'm guessing so because it, it, it was a pretty much spot on homage. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't notice that until after the fact. Actually, I had the set and I uh, quickly sold it back off. I had my set long enough to take the lid off, inspect to make sure everything was there, and nothing was missing, and then put it back on and hand it to hand it to Capture Prey to uh, to flip. So yeah. All right. But all right. Um, Saint Galvatron, uh, tell us about your experiences and favorite uh, moments at BotCon. Okay. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, okay, now nobody cares. Uh, let's move no. on. <laughs> okay, this is good. I shared a booth with a guy named Vic Stack. Uh, he, he's on the boards of that street name, and uh, just to split the cost, didn't have a whole lot to sell since I couldn't bring third party stuff. And I had a, a figure that I had bought like I don't know 12 years ago, and I thought I'd sold it, and I found it in the back of a closet. And it actually made a move, and I didn't realize I had it. I'm gonna try to do a screen share here. Because keep in mind, I had some stuff on the edge of the table. I had like a the, the dancing bumblebee, um, 
ultimate bumblebee, whatever it was, it was sitting there to move his arms around. It's kind of like bait to attract kids in, because he walked by, sitting there singing and waving his arms around. Uh, the beat mix bumblebee. No, yeah. it wasn't the beat mix. It was the I think it was the ultimate one. Uh, oh, the ultimate bumblebee. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, the whip it real good. You know, whip it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, so it sold really quick on Friday. The, you know, the bait worked, and then I had the uh, firehouse from the rescue bots incomplete. So I set it on the edge again to be kid bait, draw you know, draw kids to the booth, parents them with them. You know, it went really quickly. So I was like, okay, I ran out of bait to put on into my table. Well, then I put this figure out there. Let me do the screen share here. So I think it pops back up. So there's something like I said I had. Uh, if I can find the right tab. Is that showing up for everybody? Nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put a separate window. All I see is weird wolf's ass over your shoulder. I know. Was this intentional? <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. So I had this ah, figure. What the hell? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> we, we need black so, bars over the screen now. Well, no, it, it's it's covered. It's covered. Anyway, I had this thing sitting Miss on the edge it. of the table. I figured, okay, we'll put the nerd bait out. We'll get the nerdy adult guys in here. Okay, middle of the day Saturday. Cause it's out there all week. I actually managed to get rid of it on Sunday, like last thing before. I mean, the dealer and the prints closed, but there are a few stragglers taking their time getting out. Somebody bought it from me. But I oh, had it on the end of the table. So it did. Uh, it did move. Yes, it did move. <laughs> um, it is Bacon after all. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's what's funny. On Saturday, this is my funniest moment of the whole convention. Ixtac and I were kind of standing out away from the booth to give people room to get in there and look around, but close enough to answer questions and stuff. And there were several, like three in a row, these families would go by, and they would have a little boy between the ages of like eight and ten. <laughs> and like while the parents looked at him on the table, the little boy, one little boy was like just, just staring at it intently. <laughs> so we were laughing because he just kept looking at it. <laughs> you know, and so the parents had first drag him away. Okay, and then like just a couple minutes later, another family comes by, another little boy around the same age. But this one like literally, let me turn off the screen so I can see. He, he gets up like this close to the box. Just staring at it. I mean, even, you know, the other one was staring from a distance. Well, you got to wear it somehow. So we're laughing. We're laughing. Me me and Nick Stack, we're standing there. I am, like, practically rolling because this is, like, the second kid in, like, five minutes that came through and was staring in this box. And, like, mom and dad weren't even noticing because they were looking at stuff in the booth. And then they leave. And then there's, like, a third little boy comes over. And this was the funniest one. This is the one that had me literally laughing out loud. Because the kid was like, he noticed it, and you saw him look at it. They looked away, like he knew he wasn't supposed to be looking. But he would just kind of keep glancing back, like every couple seconds, like this, like look over at it, look away, look over, look away. And he just kept doing that until his parents left. And so there was the three kids in a row within like a five minute period, all like these little boys just kept staring at this figure. It, I mean, we were laughing our butts off, and that was the funniest moment of the whole show for me. I know, I'm sorry, my story wasn't some touching moment that Brett shared. It was just no, laughing instead, at these kids. It was touching moments. Instead, you were giving funny feelings to little children the yeah. whole weekend. Yeah, that depends on, the, on your uh, definition of uh, touching moments. Touching moments, yes. Come into a con near you, ready to corrupt your children. <laughs> just, just remember to ask for it. But it was. But we didn't get so hard. You got a five percent discount. <laughs> But if someone buys that thing, no returns. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, if only they knew what had happened to it before uh, Insane Galvatron sold it. Uh, 
<laughs> we should make it a tradition. We just get on eBay, find the cheapest what? figures like that, and give them to him. And I, I every convention, he's got one on I his... could just picture one of, the, one of the convention goers picking up the box and sitting there tilting it and looking at it. What are these prints on the window? <laughs> Why is it... Well, there was another family. had these two little boys that came by the booth. And they were they actually bought quite a bit of stuff from me, so I'm not gonna like knock this family. But their little their boys, I don't know if they were like um, a little bit autistic or what, but they would run around the table touching everything, like touch, 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 touch. Mm. And you know, and the parents kind of spoiled them a little bit. So that's why I think they might have been autistic. And uh, it was funny because they were like looking at everything on the table and that thing was sitting right on the end. But dad was on his toes. He also had like a big cardboard box there with a bunch of instructions. In case anybody, you know, looking for instructions for something, he picked it up and put it like face down in that box so you couldn't see. <laughs> but it was just, but he noticed and knew how his kids were, so that was kind of funny too. And when they came back later, like, or I think it was the next day, they came back to buy more stuff. It was on Saturday, the first day. He came back on Sunday when I saw him walk up. I just went and stuffed it back in the box myself. <laughs> you know, just out of respect, you know. But it was, but that was hilarious. Just, you know, the the, the crowd reactions to that one figure sitting on the table. Just uh, that's the most fun I've had in a while. So, so what's your uh, best? Uh, what's your favorite toy from the uh, convention, and favorite uh, and your best pickup? Um, favorite toy? You mean like just out of the box set, or just all out together? of the convention exclusives? And then what was your favorite? Uh, oh, definitely deal, the oil favorite deal that you made. Yeah, Oil Master is definitely my favorite. Uh, you know, figure of the set. Uh, and I bought a box set and a bag set. Sold the box set before the con, just shipped it out yesterday uh, to a guy when we picked up all the actual exclusives, too. The only two things I kept were Oil Master and the Megatron. And I think I like Oil Master just a little better than Megatron. Um, as far as my best deal of the show, um, well, Brett sold me a complete, uh, it actually kind of did some trading on some stuff. I uh, had some spare Scorpionock ramps and, a, and an inbox Springer. And I traded that and a little bit of cash for a minty, a non-cracked hose G1 Shockwave. Um, and considering I had a little cash to put with some stuff I had, uh, I, I, that was a really good deal. Um, picked up a couple things from the Hartmans. I got a mint box Armada Scavenger for five bucks. That was a good deal, but it's Armada Scavenger. Yeah, well, we've we've mentioned it a few times uh, before you go on. I think we need to talk about the Hartmans table real quick. Your best that, deal came from there. Yeah, my best deal came from there. I'll get to that later. But their table was so amazing. It covered virtually the entire back wall yeah. uh, from the, from basically the Hasbro booth down to the corner. Mm -hmm. And they had literally hundreds, maybe even a couple thousand of uh, figures from like Beast Wars all the way through Universe. And it, they were all case minty fresh. Uh, they had some rare stuff like BotCon exclusives from like long ago. They had some prototypes like Brett showed earlier, the the uh, the Cheetor, the Transmetal Cheetor prototype. They were selling some of those things. I mean, it, and and toward the end of the convention, they had everything slashed. I mean, they were selling things at retail price, even if it was or worth below. more or below, even if it was worth more. Um, and there were just so many amazing deals to be had at that table. I'm like, I wish I had more money. On it. Exactly. I, there, there were some things there, even in the Armada series, I hate to admit that I'm like, you know, I wouldn't mind having the, that again. They had a tidal wave from Armada 
that was sealed. I think they had it for like 15, 20 bucks. And I'm like, I want that so bad, but I, I can't, I can't justify, uh, extra money for that right now because I wanted some, uh, there was other things in the room I wanted more, but, but damn, they, their table was just off the chain. Yeah. It was, it was, it was kind of, it, it, I, knowing the Hartmans as long as I have, I was sad to see them selling it. Yeah. But I know this was kind of like a lodestone for them that they needed to get rid of the stuff because they both, they both have moved on to other things. They're and, still collectors. But. Oh yeah. It, it, it's just, this is from a it's just of, it's just one person has to ask themselves how many variants of hotshot does one need mint on card right i mean uh, that armada section don't, was, don't ask don't ask walkie that yeah, well <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things where it's like that armada section not only was it immense but it's like you would look at it and go there was stuff that you didn't even know existed in terms of uh mint on card variants like you would have hotshot hotshot two pack hotshot packed with three mini cons Hot shot the new sticker. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so they had every single variant of like something that was essentially the same mold and repaint, but they would just have every packaging and store variant, or if it was a a, a Black Friday variant or something, and this is packaging variants, not the figure exactly the same. And then they'd be like, oh, you like the the infamous laser beak, you know, like laser beak, you can't get rid of them for five bucks, but yet they had laser beak. Minicon three pack laser beak, Target exclusive pack in laser beak, deluxe deluxe pack in two pack laser beak, and it's like Jesus, how many? You know, yeah. there were certain things that really they needed to get rid of because yeah. there's, there's only and and I'm glad that they were able, even though I know they did take a loss on a lot of that stuff. Of course, but but I am so glad that they they, they were able to sell it. They were even they have sold they sold so much. This is no lie. They were selling the shelving the stuff had been on. That's how much was left. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so. I would have had no way to get, well, I would have had a way to get that home. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought about the shelving, too. It's like, where am I going to put it? Yeah. I well, I will it? admit, by the end of the weekend, it was pretty empty, that table. Yeah. Well, they literally only had enough stuff to cover half of a four-foot table. And that was that was pushing it. Guess they were really blowing out stuff. Then. Yeah, I don't think I think they sold everything they had. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they they were getting down to some of that leftover Cybertron carded stuff, like carded deluxes. They had them down to like three or four bucks. Yeah. Uh, the oh. last trip I went by the table, the last thing I picked up from them was a Robot Heroes two pack with Galvatron and Sunstreaker, just because you know Galvatron, three dollars. Sure. Yeah. So end of an era, but I'm I'm glad it all sold for them. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, continue uh, in St. Galvatron. You were talking. Well, I got a lot of stuff. I didn't I mean, I got some stuff, but I didn't really get them any great deals because I didn't really buy that much stuff, really. I mean, I got the um, Combiner Wars Perspectives. I got Cyclonus here. Uh, Big Bad did have uh, their stuff. They repacked it from their warehouse. So they had, like, whole cases of just one figure. Uh, like, they were opened up a whole case of Chromias, and then they opened up a case of RCs. So it's a box with eight RCs in it. Uh, I looked through it because I was there when they opened it, and seven of the eight were the open hand variant, and the closed hand one that the gun will actually go all the way in, there was one in the whole case. So I got that with Cyclonus here. Uh, didn't really get a deal on it, but, I mean, just the fact that I found one. Yeah. Um, and actually, the only thing I got, I can really say I got a deal, was that Cyclonus, or that Shockwave. Um, and then I also picked up a Universe 1.0 Whirl 
which was the uh, Machine War Sandstorm. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Rover Storm, I think, from the G1.5. Yeah. It was that mold, but in, I think, the best color scheme it's in besides Rover Storm. I got that for 10 bucks from a guy. He bought it. He was a Minicon collector. He bought the thing mint and sealed box just for the Minicons. It opened up the world, never even transformed it. The accessories are still in a little baggie, the missiles and guns. Sold it to me for 10 bucks. Wow. So that was a good deal. Uh, but that's really all I can brag about deal-wise because I didn't buy that much. Mm. Well, um, before we move on, I want to uh, do a little plugging uh, of some sponsors here. Uh, our sponsor is CapturedPrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. CapturedPrey.com, where you can save uh, up to uh, 150 uh, where you can save uh, on orders of $150 or more uh, with free shipping. And uh, you can uh, also pre-order uh, Titan Class Devastator right now for $139.99. Uh, that's, uh, that's a really awesome deal uh, that was just announced. Um, also, our other sponsor is Mega Toy Fan. Maximize your collection while minimizing your costs at Mega Toy Fan. And you can find Mega Toy Fan at the greatest conventions uh, year-round, such as BotCon and TFCon. Uh, also, I want to extend a happy birthday to cast member Cyburn2. Today is his 27th birthday, so let's all give Cyburn2 a big happy birthday. Uh, hopefully, he's he's listening in, and if not, he's probably blowing out some candles or or stuffing his mm-hmm. face full of cake. If he were here, I'd make a joke about it blowing something. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of low, and he's not here to defend himself. So, yeah, keep the, keep the man while he's down. So, do, do we sing? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think our listeners. I don't think we need to do that. No, (laughs) we want to attract listeners, not make them flee in terror. I mean, mean, I'm sure we. uh, I'm sure our viewership dropped significantly whenever Insane Galvatron got on, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) But my uh, my singing's not all that bad. It's okay. I'm bringing. It's kind of a kind of a blend between (laughs) Tiny Tim and James Hetfield. Yeah. But uh, happy birthday, Cyburn. Uh, we uh, we love you, man, and uh, uh, we'll hope to see you uh, in the next week or so. Uh, Headmaster Don, let's hear your favorite experience and your best, uh, your favorite toys okay. and your best deal at the car. Uh, all right, well, I'm going I'm to do what I picked up first. Uh, I picked up at the local Walmart when I, went, I had to go run by some wiper blades for the car. Wiper, wiper, wiper blades. Uh, I found a Legion class fix it and a one step thunderhoof. Cause who has not wanted a transformer combine? Hey Don. So I, uh, you mentioned to me at the show that Legend Fix it being hard to find. And so I actually found some the other day. I have two of them. I bought them both. Because I remembered you wanted one, you mentioned it. And I was like, well, I'll contact Don this week and see if he, he, he yeah. he's still looking for it. Well, but I got I some busy all week. I hadn't sent you that many. Yeah. Now you're telling me you found one. Yeah, I found one. I'll check with – XV may need one still. I'll check with him. But, okay. yeah, I, I picked up Thunderhoof and, and uh, fix it. Uh, at the show, I got Ghost Shooter, like everyone else, from Azuma for 60 Uh I got it I got mm. that before he went slightly insane. Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy – uh, anytime I can get a Milton Publishing exclusive for sixty, versus you know uh, there, there was uh, there was other places that had them for over a hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, from Captured Prey, I picked up uh, the last three of the Not Throttle bots. Uh, 
Form Throttle Kaiser. That's is that what he's called? The Throttle Kaiser? That's, that's the unofficial name. That's the unofficial name. Shine oh. Bug Highway and Side Load, of course. Uh, now, some of our people have mentioned this at the, uh, the convention across the street. There was a third party not con, is what uh, it's being referred to as, where uh, this one company had a lot of third party product in the Hilton across the street. They also had on display. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm sure. I'm sure you got a lot of pictures of this stuff if you had a chance to get over there. Yeah. Well, they, the, the whole story was. I'm, I'm not going to say the names of the guys just in case because they actually had tables at BotCon also, but. Right. Um, it was a group of individuals. Uh, uh, if I had to guess, probably like four different guys. One of them was taking one whole side of it, and it was just kind of like it, it, it was kind of fascinating, really. It's the first time it's ever been done where it's like, well, if we can't have third-party stuff in the convention, we'll just kind of have our own convention right across the street. Right. And no, it was, was it was really it. interesting. It was. Oh yeah, a lot of people. It was it was really a word of mouth thing where people were like, "Oh, let's go check out the other con across." And it wasn't like you had to pay admission or something. They just rented out a room. That yeah. I mean, if, if this con if our convention was any indication, that room was probably cheap as hell. Um, yeah. And they just rented it out. No admission cost. You just walked in, and I'm pretty sure they probably made their money back very yeah. quickly because they were selling those Ninja Turtle cranks, and they sold three of those while I was there. So. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, the third. They were party, making their money. Yeah, the Ninja part, the Ninja party, the third party Ninja Turtle crane. They had on display the limited recolor of Smart Robin into. Yeah. They, they had their, um, their detoffs at the back of the room showing off all the latest stuff to do. Was Sonic Bomber. Sonic, Sonic Bomber. Bomber. Uh, a, a different recolor of code into a more accurate color scheme. They also had on display the visualizers, which is the upcoming reflector that looks incredible. It looks so good, especially in the robot modes. Plus, they had the new, uh, the new Masterpiece scale Chrome Dome. And the, thing, the big thing of the show, and you can find these pictures online, uh, they've talked about – we all know about Utopia and Dystopia. We all know about that. Uh, Pandaris is their Scorponok figure. It was on display. The thing is massive. They're also talking about doing oh, a Scorpius yeah. Maximus, and I want to say Omega Supreme, but I can't remember if that's accurate or not. Uh, but anyway, I, from them, I picked up Apollyon. Uh, I, I had I had some good eBay sales before I went. I sold some stuff there, uh, so I decided I need a nice MP10 scale Megatron, so I picked up a Polyon. But my best purchase, my well, I have two best purchases. One best purchase was I like RC Cola. This is before <laughs> this was this is before I was known as Master Don. This is. This predates anything with Transformers. I just like the RC Cola. But this is the RC-10 that you cannot get here in the South. I cannot find it anywhere. So you're saying you don't like RC Cola because of the Transformer RC, but instead no. you like the Transformer RC because of RC Cola. No, no, no. I'm saying I was drinking RC Cola before I knew what Transformers was. And you know, that's so funny. You... <laughs> it's funny that it's not available in the South since RC Cola is... is yeah, is... and... Known for being all the other, popular in the get, South, and you can get eight of the other ten, ten flavors here in the South, except for two of them. 
I have seven cases of 12 in my refrigerator and six two liters. That's my first great deal. I clean I cleaned out one of the stores. Uh, oh, just a random mention. <coughs> R.I.D. Japanese Black Nemesis Prime, twenty bucks. I'll oh, take him wow. for twenty bucks. And then, but that's, my best, my best. That was the to- was that the toy show exclusive? <coughs> no, no, that no, that's the R.I.D. That's the, that that's the new that's the new red one. Okay. But my best deal. Now Ooh, you can draw. Yeah. Well, no, not a lucky draw. No lucky draw. It's, it's one, the, yeah, it's the Family Mart Crystal Revenge of the Fallen Leader Class Optimus. Now, quick backstory: I passed on. I missed this at two twenty-five three years ago. I have I had one opportunity to get it recently, but I did not have the money available. And I'm going to tell you what I got this for because to prove it was the best deal. $100 and the free Insecticon that came with this year's set. Wow. Is that crap? Holy crap. Yeah. Nice. So this is probably one of the best deals I've got at BotCon since my $365 Grand Max. And, but, again, that was 1996. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so actually – that that was another um, – crazy sale that azusa did because you were mentioning the uh the crystal one um azusa had the uh dark guard optimus prime which was the cybertron satellite promotion like yeah some crazy weird black repaint of prime optimus prime and azusa had two of them ten dollars each and i remember two people snatched that one up that was another deal like oh my god yeah. Just, now I'm just remembering. Sorry to cut you off. I just remembered yeah. that one too. But, you know, but this, me. you know, now I just have to decide: Do I take him out of the box? Of course do you I do. Do I? No. Of course you do. Well, I'm, plastic I'm, as hard as the way it's transformed. No, you leave it in the box. Well, I'm thinking about opening him just to pose him. Transforming him? No. 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 I. See what he looks like in truck mode with all that crystal clear plastic and the light hitting him. But this is probably one of my one of my most favorite. I think I now have most every version of this prime, and I don't know why, but I I love the crystal plastics. And I, I, irony enough, I get in. The first thing I do is knock Godfire Convoy off the shelf. Something uh, he didn't break, but it's like. You're not replacing Godfire Convoy. Yeah, I love you both equally. Not very even, not very easily. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. But my favorite experience, uh, Sunday was my birthday at BotCon, the 21st. Happy belated, by the way. Thank you much. I turned 45. I literally have been collecting the entire lifetime of the Transformers brand. I was I was there when it started in '84. Uh, my friends at RSC, uh, it was XV. Diecast, Melvar, uh, Brian had already had to leave uh, due to work obligations. Uh, they took me out for a place called Palermo's. <laughs> Best ribs I have ever had in my life. But no uh, Waffle House, darn it. Believe it or not, I did not stop at a single Waffle House. <laughs> I heard young RSC complaining about the lack of Waffle House. Yeah. But no, but we uh, but I went we went there for my birthday, and then a few nights earlier, 
I went uh, Thursday before the convention started. We all went out to Galloping Ghost Arcade, which is in a neighboring city, which is the largest arcade in the USA. Uh, I've played games I have not played since I was 12 or 13. Wait, what day was this? When did you go? Thursday. Thursday before. Shit, I should have went with you guys. Oh, my God. It was, I mean, they had Zybox, Primal Rage. Uh, if you're old enough to remember those early 3D hologram games in the big white cabinets, I, I can't get much more detail than that. Uh, they had an arm wrestling machine that Brian had me try that about ripped my shoulder out. Uh, you know, go, the Ghostbusters, the the, the four-player version of X-Men, Children of the Atom, uh, Saxon, Burger Time. Didn't they have Burger the... Uh... The Sega Afterburner, the one that actually moves when you draw, when you fly. Yes, they did. Oh I, I, did, I, did not, I did not get a chance to play that, but yes. But uh, if you go to gallopingghostarcade.com, they give you a full list of the games. They even had the only... Don, post the link in the chat so I could go check that after so I could make myself depressed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, they even had the... the Proto Man TFCon is coming back to USA or to Chicago next year. I know, so. Well, I didn't even know this existed in Chicago. Yeah. That's good to know now. Yeah. Well, it was. I think a lot of us are just jump in a van and go down there, just geek out and play a bunch of games. I think yeah. we should just do and, that. And here's the thing: everything <laughs> everything is preset on free play. It's fifteen bucks all day. What? Wow. 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 What were you saying? They had the only one of. The only one of the American Godzilla game that was released in the U.S. Well, it's, okay, it's the only Godzilla game of something. I'm not sure if it was a Japanese game brought over and they've got the only version that's left. I don't know for sure. Heck, I played Discs of Tron. I have yeah. not seen wow. a working Discs of Tron in 25, 30 years. I'll look for links here and just get it. But yeah, that. Wow. But that's, that's been a while. I mean, that's, that's back when there were still four Beatles. Yeah, and then we went bowling. Uh, I absolutely suck at bowling, but I did. I did roll two strikes in a row. During but I, that was not. That was not any skill on my part. Because Phil Collins came on the radio, right? Huh? Phil, Phil Collins. Yes. Yes. Uh, apparently. I get my groove on with 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 80s music, of course. I'm a, I'm a kid of the 80s. And in the air tonight, music video came on. So that lifted wow. my mood right on. Because if you remember Miami Vice, you remember, I can feel it coming in me. You know, the, everyone knows the song. But growing up, Miami Vice was the thing in our house. That was the show. <laughs> I shouldn't have been watching it, but I was watching it. That Magnum P.I., no, no. Magnum was good. Miami Vice was totally was, retro here. Yeah, but I'm just saying, when that music video came on, I felt the groove go. Hey, who here and doesn't like the A-team? Seriously. Yeah, I, I, I bought two strikes in a row. Uh, uh, but that, that was my favorite time, was the, the, the Thursday with the guys, and then the Sunday night with the, going out for my birthday. You know, spending time with the RSC guys, you know, face-to-face. Uh I know I got. Get, I know I got to sign your birthday card. So. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm gonna say this for everybody get a kick out of it. Uh, Orson, did you see? Did you read what he signed? No, I, I just know he signed it because he signed it right yeah, after he I said, did. He signed to the only guy that can make uh, Duran look prettier. 
<laughs> well, they, well, the guys, <laughs> the RFT guys said they were going to bring the card by so I could sign it, but then they never came back. So yeah. So so Duran, you look pretty next to me. You're a pretty girl. With that, um, you can follow us on Twitter at TFYLP and also <laughs> email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. Um, Jim, you want to tell us about your favorite experience and your uh, favorite toy from the uh, con as well as your best pickup? Well, uh, I, I had uh, kind of an interesting experience. Uh, first off, I want to just put this out there. I would like to find the individual that decided it would be a good idea to put a buttload of toll roads in Chicago, in the surrounding Chicago land area. And uh, you know you can avoid them, don't you? Yeah, I found that out after the fact. But I, I, I would just <laughs> like to be courteous enough to uh, introduce their molars to the front part of the back of their head. Just anyway, uh, yeah, the, punch the, on the back of the face. The, the last toll road we went to. Prior to getting to to our hotel that we stayed at in uh, in Aurora, we dumped almost five dollars worth of change in the thing, and it still refused to turn green. We just kept dumping fistful of change, uh, you know, after fistful, and nothing. So I, I we just had to blow through the the red light. So, yeah. Well, so, uh, just, I had the well, same problem. The a last- fun fact. Um, there are quite a few toll roads in Florida, mm-hmm. and I talked to a few Floridians around there. They said you're legally allowed to pull through those at least three times a year. You go over that, you get in trouble. So ah. I'm pretty sure they didn't care. <laughs> I see. So that's normally how it works. Five dollars I could have spent on toys, though. <laughs> you know, a mini con or something. Well, next year, just tell somebody you want a five dollar, you know, five dollars off of something. Because <laughs> right. Chicago robbed right. you of five bucks. Um, I, I gotta say though, uh, we we ended up staying in Aurora because it finances and stuff. It was cheaper, um, or so we thought. Um, we got there. Uh, it was pretty late uh, Friday night. Because every stupid thing under the sun had to happen at the last minute, and we didn't leave uh, where, where we were at down in Paris, Illinois, till about four o'clock in the afternoon Central. I was none too happy. So we get there and we pay cash, and I check uh, online the next morning and realize that uh, after having paid cash, they still charged my card. So, yeah, that was uh, fun and a half. Uh, took a little while to get that uh, rearranged, but I was able to get that fixed. Fast forward, we finally got to the convention. Uh, having had the Primus package myself, uh, and my, my first time ever having done so, uh, in, in 06 and 08, I was just a regular attendee. I stood in line like an idiot, not realizing that I didn't have to actually stand in the line. So, like, 90 minutes later, I realized I could have been in there the whole time. Um, got the Primus package, got the figures, uh, you know, er- everything looked good. Uh, however, just me personally, I could not become interested in the, the, the characters or what they were offering this year as the exclusives, uh, as far as the Primus package box set uh, was concerned. So I was able to uh, resell that, ended up getting Leader Class Jetfire, uh, Leader Class Armada Megatron, which is like around the corner here. 
and a few other odds and ends. Um, Is that leader Jetfire the American or Japanese version? It's regular generations. Oh. Came out last year, Walmart and stuff. So it's got um, the Chrome on it. Yeah, yeah. A uh, little bit of a negative uh, aspect to that whole uh, trying to resell the box set is I lost track of time like a bloody buffoon, and I missed the Frank Walker photo op by like 25 minutes. I was that was something out. you paid 200 bucks for, right? Yeah, but I, I, mean, I got everything else. I got uh, uh, this autographed, by the way. I now have six Sweet. signatures. Uh, in addition to Arlene Bannis, Greg Berger, and the late Buster Jones, I now have Susan Blue, John Moshita, and Frank Welker, who is an amazing individual, by the way. Very, very friendly. Uh, I think I was like one of the last ones, if not maybe the last one, before he had to shuffle off to do something else. And we, we stood there and chit-chatted for a couple of minutes, and he's just very, very nice guy. Uh, got, got the autograph there. Uh, had the... Uh, Chance to go to the uh, 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 Hall of Fame uh, induction for for Frank and uh, that was a cool trial and all the others. I would like to see video of his induction speech. That was incredible. Uh, yes. Just everybody at, at the end. Uh, oh hell, Megatron! At, at mm-hmm. the very end, one guy in the far right stood up and said, "All hail Megatron!" On three, one, two. And everybody just stood up out of their seats and just shouted. Just, it was just but, so loud. All yeah. the Megatron all at once, and it was amazing. I, uh, thought, so I, was, I thought I was the only dumbass that was going to uh, – because uh, I was the one that yelled out, thank you, Frank. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I remember that. Uh, but it, he responded to that all hail Megatron with uh, him yelling out in, in character, said, I am Megatron, leader of the Decepticons, and you are all Decepticons. Mm-hmm. And then he just yeah, and, and the and very first guy he's getting a promotion. I mean yeah. that that was just so awesome. Yeah. I, I hope somebody somewhere has a video of that. Yeah, and here's just, here's the thing, real quick. The very first thing I thought of when uh th- he said that is I had of I wish Raksha could have been there because of all the people who would have got the most thrill out of that, it would have been her. What and, happened to her? Uh, she she's uh, not really in the fan. She I don't think she's in the fan that much anymore because she's pursuing a career in um, I can't say the name of the science of uh, snakes and oh, okay uh, Makes her, sense her, her, because her, of Avatar yeah because of Avatar uh, and but I, I, that's the first thing I thought of when all that happened, Jim. I thought of all the people that need to be here, Roxy needs to be here for Frank Weber to say that, and I yeah. just I'm sorry she wasn't there for it. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to just, if, if, even if not the whole speech or anything, just, just that bit at the end where everybody in the room just paid tribute to him with that. You, you got to know that that had to make him feel like a million bucks, because I believe this was his like not only first Botcom but first convention ever. Uh, what, it was. It, not? it was indeed. So what kind of a, a an experience must that have been for him? To stand there and have I'll tell you, to, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. The, the bar has been set uh, set high for him. Yes. Because uh, Botcon, I know for a fact, treated him like a king, and mm-hmm. the fans treated him like a king. So any Very other nice conventions show. go to him uh, that he he attends, uh, like the the Texas Comic Con, uh-huh. they they had better better uh, pick him up in a limo and and feed the man because because right. yeah they they really set the bar high a bar high. 
for Frank Wilker in this in this they, they, did a, they did a really good job. And then uh, John Moshita and, and Sue Blue, uh, very very sweet people. Uh, I, I got the uh, the autographs for from them as well, and uh, I actually got pictures with them. You know, it wasn't the, the professional photo op that I missed by half hour. Uh, but overall, uh, I, I hadn't been since 06, or, and, and then after that, 08 for the premiere of Animated. Uh, so th- this, I, I think, was a, was a pretty decent uh, pretty decent turnout. I've heard people say that this was a little bit lower of a turnout than is customary. Um, uh, well, let, let's put it this I don't, way. I don't have much to relate it to. Well, let's put it this way. For the first time ever since Fun Pub started this has – the deal uh, has the registration line been 45 minutes. I have never, ever experienced that quick before. My attribute to that is because two things. Number one, attendance was low. And number two, um, n- no one arriving in time because of the airport being so far away. That's what I think it has to do with it. But I was talking to other dealers. I wish, uh, I wish Brett was here too. He could attest to this. I think attendance was down a lot though. I, I think because, I mean – I was sitting down with the artists like Perez and, and Silas the whole weekend. We were looking around and like Saturday when it should have been really at its peak, it was pretty quiet still. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, whenever the panels were going on, uh, it was pretty dead in the dealer room. Yeah. So I but, don't know. Um, I, but, I had a good time overall. Though. Yeah. I, 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 I enjoyed it. Oh, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, of course. It's just, uh, observation. Yeah. So, well, considering, too. Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. I think we were told that they were cutting production numbers on all the exclusives because they didn't want to keep putting them up on the club store because the last few years have become a habit. So they cut production numbers on the at show stuff and they still all ended up on the club store. Well, tell you the the thing, numbers they, they, there were about five pallets left over. They, well, here's the problem. They still made a run of a thousand of everything. And I mean, if, I, I'm surprised they didn't like what happened last year was there was really only one thing that everyone wanted, and it was that Scorponok. And everything else was kind of like, eh, maybe I want it, maybe I don't, but not at that price. This year, it was the same thing. And, and, and they did a lot of stuff that was really weird this year. Number one, the pricing for the, for the four-pack of, of uh, Waspinator at 175 that's a lot. That's a big pill to swallow. Even though they are nice. Oh, don't get me wrong. They're nice, but it's just, I mean, is it $175 nice plus tax? I don't think so. And then you had the other issue where it was like, oh, hey, I really like those Daiquan drive, uh, Daiquan uh, molds. And then you read the comic and you find out, wait a minute, the drivers for those robots actually come in the G2 set. And I have to buy both sets to be able to have that character like complete. There was a lot of weird stuff that was going on that year. I think the only thing that was actually kind of worth the money when you paid for it and you got what you paid for was the Creo set, which was really cool. Which came with Dr. Arkaville and, and, uh, and Nightbird and, and Auto, uh, Autobot X, you know, some of the first ever official releases of all three of those characters up to this point. So, and that was 35. Dr. Arkaville came with Master Beauty Starscream. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. That's true. Yeah, it came with, they came with multiple. Yeah. Real, real, real quick, by the way, anybody listening, the Creo Wiki is looking for decent quality uh, pictures of that set, uh, the individual figures, uh, and any instruction scans or anything. I uh, didn't come so, with instructions. You actually had to, you actually, yeah. kind of had to figure it out on your own. Well, if you want, I can, take, I can take the photos. I, ha- I bought a set. That'd be cool, yeah. 
I'll yeah, I, I I have the Creo set, but I'm trading it for an E Hobby Laser Magnus. <laughs> so, That's cool for you. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's it's loose and missing one or two parts, but it's with me not with me not being a big Creo fan, it's worth it. It's worth it to him because he couldn't get to the convention, and these things always just rocket on eBay. Oh yeah. Yeah. And those were well, worth it for thirty-five bucks to get. Yeah. Like we'll call it five and a half because you also got the headmaster, which counted as a half figure. But you got five and a half figures for thirty-five. That's not bad, considering that like the blind mm-hmm. pack stuff is like three to five dollars each. Yeah. So that adds up pretty well. But everything else, I think, was just way priced out. Of number one, for people to buy it for themselves to keep. But anyone who even thought of, oh, I'm going to buy an extra to flip it. When you think about how much you would have had the charge to make a profit, it was just – it was ridiculous. And because they were half ideas, there were ideas that were like, oh, I, I like that idea, but I would like that at a retail price. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, hey, that I'd totally buy that those Waspinators if they were like fourteen ninety nine, but not at 75 bucks for a set of four. And it was just – Well, uh, I would have paid 75 It was 175 yeah, well, and imagine the last Army Builder set was already, I think it was 110 when they did the, what was that one? Oh, that was, they didn't really do an Army Builder set that year. That was the uh, the Autobot, uh, the Decepticon clones. Did oh, that yeah. Year. And then the year before, they did uh, the Seeker Jets. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. This year, I wasn't feeling it for a lot of that stuff. Like, Oil Master was that centerpiece that everyone wanted to get, and everything else was kind of like, yeah, I like it, but I don't like it that much. I think the the big problem is that, and, and this is not a knock on the set at all, per se, because each of the toys by themselves were quite nice. I think honestly, the least desirable out of all the all of them was the shattered glass um, jazz jazz, simply jazz. because I. I think people are honestly tired of shattered glass. Missed opportunity. Yeah. They could have made it red, called it Zoom Zoom. I mean, gee. Yeah. But um, the, I think the, the biggest <laughs> issue with this whole convention set, taking the box set, the Diaclone stuff and everything, is it lacked cohesion. Hmm. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the toys only mean something if you're actively following the club comic. And even then, you know, I don't I don't read the club comic, and if it's a cool toy, I want it, I'll get it if I if if I can. And, but and I the think, and the funny well, thing is, is that I almost felt like they were trying to go for something because they had Kojinono, Mister Diclon, Microman history. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, you have the Walderos, okay, that's a bit of the Diclon Microman story. You have the Diclon drivers, you had the G2 stuff, which was unreleased stuff. You had, like, I felt like the theme was Diclon mixed with unreleased concepts, but then you throw in the weird pack rad and the shattered glass and this and that and drop it in the Axiom Nexus, have a really drawn out, text heavy, make no sense. I'm sorry, Trent. I'm sorry, Greg. You guys can't write for your lives, and that's why BotCon kicked you uh, out. Okay, okay, okay. All right, okay. I need, to, I, need to, I need to jump in here on something, okay? Uh, one, yeah. uh, Greg and Trent did not write. They wrote – they posted this on their Tumblr. I, yeah, I there was the a whole thing. drama with that. Okay, yeah. but I'm, I'm saying they've said that the credit should go to some other writers that – the, the final draft of the comic is not what they originally intended. 
So I'm just saying, if there's a problem with the comic, you know, take that into account if you do not enjoy the comic. But I'm just saying, I'm just was, saying because I, I, because I have read Greg and Trent when they write, and they write very well, and I enjoy a lot of the fiction they do. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm going to say this. I think the most wanted theme they were shooting for this year was it was cohesive in the fact that these were all characters that in some fashion fans wanted. And, I, and, I, and I'm looking at it in the broadest sense of the term, but pack rat, well, is one of the, but pack rat is one of the most, is one of the most, most that set from 97 box con people still like that. set. He that did breakdown that. mold. He did that, say yeah. that on the show uh, whenever yeah. he was on a month or two ago. He said that that uh, whenever we we found out the the uh, the name of this set was uh, Cybertron's Most Wanted. He said that's what this set will be would be generally what the fans most wanted. Right, because there's people that's been wanting an all Diaclon set. There's people that's been wanting another version of Pack Rat because that '97 version is so hard to get. People want that that breakdown mold because it was never brought into the U.S. People want to see one of the unreleased G1 the, with the double pretender. Exactly. Yeah. So this set <coughs> does have cohesion if you look at it in the broadest sense of these are all snippets of what people have been asking for for years. But you can't get that all of that in one set. An all diaclone set would be it may it may seem like it's a good idea. But it's not going to hit with all the fans. Meanwhile, like, you know, if you wanted all throwbacks to previous bot cons, that's nice, but it's not really anything unique. It's just, it's homages to, you know, other existing figures. Uh, so you have to look at it in the standpoint of these are all snippets of what people have said they wanted. So everyone gets a little something of this character. You're, you're absolutely, you know, you, you, you... <laughs> You absolutely hit the nail right on the head, Don. I agree. Uh, I mean, and I kind of, I kind of do recant what I say about about the cohesiveness of it. Whenever you put it in those terms, um, as far as story, there's really, if you really think about it, there's no real story that can explain all these things. Well, but that, the fact that 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 it's all uh, that that you get Diaclone, you get uh, unreleased molds, you get unreleased characters, and put that it into the term of Cybertron's most wanted, it's not like as in, you know, wanted for for bad deeds or anything. It's what the fans wanted. Right. And and I think I, that, and, that's the best way to put it. And we've talked about this pre-BotCon on how the fiction, is the fiction that's created for these shows an important part of the, of the mythos, or is it just the toys? And I think this year shows that the club comic is a necessary part because it does show these characters how they came together and how they interact within this one snapshot of this universe. The club yes. comic has. Yeah. yeah. So as a set of toys with no outside influence, they're like power core combiners. You you have no frame of reference. You don't know how they fit together. It just looks like a bunch of various molds. But when you take the 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 bubble of most wanted and then you add the comic, now again, whether 
whether Trent and Greg, had, no, all that drama aside, because I don't know about it, I'm just saying I that do. was posted. But when you read the comic, you see how all these characters come to interact with each other, which makes the set as a whole, just as a snapshot of this year's this year's theme, more it, it makes it a better set because of the comic. Well, I will say this: I don't usually read the comics uh, with the sets. <clears throat> Did it in the um, I think it's a 2010 set. I wasn't really impressed with the comic. Is it more than meets the eye quality? No. But as a standalone comic meant to tie all these toys that are otherwise unrelated together, I found the comic enjoyable. Um, well, it's it it is. I mean, it's uh, the thing is is like Don said, it's about either the toys or the car or the comics. You know, if if you if you like the comics and you want to follow that, it's there. But me, I'm more of uh, of uh, I'm very toy centric in what what I uh, what I do. I'm a big fan of the cartoon from the 80s, but even now that still doesn't. I mean, I like the uh, the toys that homage the looks of the, of the cartoon, kind of like uh, uh, the Combiner Wars stuff does now. But you know, I'm if I'm more of the type of person now that if I love the toy, I'll try to get it, and uh, regardless of uh, of fiction whatsoever. I've got the Club comic here, like I showed. I haven't even opened the first page, but I, well, that's not to say I won't. But but you know, uh, if we want to get this back topic original point was about the slow selling of the sets and it's not seem to be a real desire because only a couple desirable things if the subscription service for next year is any indication i think the botcon set and add-ons will sell a lot better next year well if you also notice too um there uh, the, there's something that i think people need to notice with the subscription service 4.0 uh it is current molds that are being used, and uh, yeah, the onslaught uh, mold. Uh, yeah, well, uh, all of the molds, really, um, because uh, I think what they're getting ready to do, or what they're doing, is they are shifting gears, and they're not going to be releasing stuff that is old molds. I think they're going to be going with, uh, and 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 if you look at it, the the entire subscription service for next year, and this is this is a topic really for another episode, but I just want to get this out there. If you look at the subscription service and the and the plan for it, it coincides with Combiner Wars and Titan Wars. It coincides with it. It's not it's not something that's just off to itself it actually goes along with it so i have normally if hasbro's using the molds they can't yeah these are molds that hasbro because think about it, subscription services for next year well bruticus is coming out next spring they will still be the current molds. molds they will still yeah. be current molds yeah so yeah, it's, like, it's almost like they're saying while we're producing the mass production stuff instead of sitting all the stuff up truly labor just go ahead and shoot the botcom stuff right behind it and that may help the price some we it don't might. know Oh, but, um, Don, I want to ask you uh, while I'm talking about my experiences and and uh, pickups at the con, I want to ask you to uh, to find the uh, some of the best highlights of news from the Hasbro panel, and then we're going to discuss that uh, real quick. Okay. Uh, we're we're already approaching the two hour mark. I don't want to go to uh, too much more than two and a half, so we'll kind of skim through that. There's a lot of stuff that we knew uh, we really knew was coming that was just confirmed. Let's try to hit the high points with stuff that we that kind of caught us off guard 
and we'll look at that like Skyline. Real, uh, real, real quick. Well, now tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, real, real quick, just just before you move on, I uh, just want to wrap up. Uh, got uh, Quickslinger, uh, this guy, uh, mm -hmm. Breakneck, and Motormaster. Those are those are my pickups. Nice. My, my, my favorite ones. Nice. Well, me, I I went into the thing. Um, I'm going to say pretty much my favorite experience at the convention. Uh, I didn't really leave the dealer room uh, because I was with uh, Captured Prey as a helper and. Uh, um, we had pretty much a, one of the larger setups there. I mean, I'd say we was up there with Chosen Prime. I mean, there was a couple larger like BBTS and, and, and the Hartmans. But uh, as far as official dealers, there were not many that was there. And to help out there, and then pretty much we'd sh shut down and then grab a quick bite to eat, walking over to the... Uh, um, uh, to our room for uh, for third party sales, and then being open till twelve one o'clock in the morning, and then getting like four and a half hours sleep is it was very draining. Uh, but some great food, uh, I mean Portillo hot dogs, some Giordano's pizza, and damn those chocolate cake milkshakes. Oh, I think I felt my blood sugar shoot through the roof, but I think I felt it was that. worth it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they were worth it. They were worth it. Um, but I think my favorite experience was uh, was the uh, the guy that was uh, talking uh, to me about the brave figures. Uh, that was that was an experience, and also just hanging with uh, with Brad and Emery, um, and, and it was funny. There a lot of the Japanese sellers would come up to the Capture Prey booth, and they would buy a lot of, of the loose figures, and they even bought some of the sealed ones simply because we had somebody at our booth that spoke fluent Japanese and Emery, and that was that was really awesome. Uh, just watching those exchanges. But as far as uh, Pickups. Um, I, I didn't have a whole lot of money to spend. I, I spent less than five hundred dollars in the whole room the whole weekend. Um, and I've got uh, some great stuff like um, I got a masterpiece alert for sixty bucks. It was official. I uh, got uh, uh, all the Protectobots for uh, for retail or very close to retail. Um, and got, I got a couple other uh, other things, but. Speaking of the Hartman booth, um, early, I think it was Friday morning, um, I was back and I was looking around the room and I was talking to Insane Galvatron and he pointed out that you know, the Hartmans had the Destructicons, Scourge and Bludgeon, which are the Hero Prime and Megatron molds. Mm -hmm. uh, and they had them for retail price, 15 bucks 15 a piece. Bucks. KB exclusives. Mm -hmm. Okay, now these these uh, scourge especially goes for decent money on eBay, and uh, and the bludgeon goes for about half that much. And uh, I'm like, wow, these these are great molds and great uh, great versions of these toys. So I went ahead and picked them up, thirty bucks invested, and I was happy. But I got to thinking, I'm like, yeah, the only thing that really makes these special to me is that they were owned by the Hartmans. And uh, uh, and I love that. I want. I thought about getting them autographed and putting them in my di display cases. But I got to thinking, I've owned these toys before, and I, I really want something that I never owned before. So I was looking to trade them towards um, uh, either a 
Masterpiece, Star Saber, or a Apollyon. Well, seeing as how third-party sales were kind of uh, frowned upon in the dealer room, an Apollyon wasn't really available. So I did find a, a dealer that was able to uh, trade them straight up for a Masterpiece Star Saber. I got a Masterpiece Star Saber sealed in the box for $30. That was the deal. Thanks to the Hartmans. Yeah, thanks to the Hartmans. Yeah, uh, that I think that I think I think that deal beats my crystal crime. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's it, you know, I I really thought about uh, keeping those, but I, it really boiled down to what I want. What did I want, and what did I want more? And we'll be and honest, Duran, those will be readily available at any time. Yeah. And and I thought Especially that bludgeon. That bludgeon's not exactly. Bludgeon goes for forty to fifty on the high end. So, um, you know, and and the guy that I that I traded to the Star Saber, he wanted them for his personal collection, and he even asked me. He says, "Be honest with me." He said, "Did you get these from the Hartmans?" And I said, "Yeah." I said, and then he said, "What do you have in them?" I said, thirty bucks." And I, I said, "They were selling them at retail price." And he says, that "You you got a good deal here." He says, "I want these for my personal collection." And he said. He said, I'll do it. So, uh, you know, kudos to that dealer. Uh, you know, it was, it, the weekend was a whirlwind. I don't remember exactly what dealer it was, but I know he wanted them for his personal collection. So it was a win-win situation. So it's not like we, uh, you know, I ripped him off or anything. We pretty much, he knew what he was getting. He knew what I had. I knew what he had. And, and it was a win-win situation. And uh, I think the uh, another another thing that I need to mention, um, everybody knows I had uh, my 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 limited poster prints uh, at the convention. I had twenty, and um, if I had put some forethought into it, I would have had characters that were relevant to the show, but um, I didn't, and uh, they didn't really sell out. So. Uh, Raven, uh, one of the uh, uh, people <coughs> helping uh, with the uh, volunteers uh, at BotCon, she was keeping a watch on them. She said, it's, it's a really nice print. She says, I'm, I'm sure they'll sell. And she came up to me about 30 minutes before the dealer room ended, and she says, well, how did they do? And I said, I sold five. And she's like, well, you know, maybe maybe something will turn around. I said, well, not in 30 minutes, but I, I hope so. And she said, well, was there anything left in the dealer room you wanted? And I said, yeah, I was looking at either a Shuki or a Go Shooter uh, from Azusa's table back there. I said, I know he's marking them down, and I said, I just don't have the money for them, so I'm going to have to, you know, stop where I'm at. Ten minutes later, she came back and handed me $50. And I, I, you know, I told her, I said, I really, I really can't accept this. I don't deserve it. She said, no, she said, take it. And it was, it was a gift. So I went back to Zeus's table and he had just sold the last Shuki. And so I looked down and he had a uh, go shooter, had $60 uh, marked on it. And I held up the $50, uh, uh, $50 in cash. And I asked him, I said, would you take 50 for this? It was 15 minutes before the convention uh, uh, closed, and he said yes. So I got Go Shooter for 50 bucks, and go. those were my wins for the uh, for the uh, for the uh, 
convention uh, and Azusa's table, I, I know to go to that table from now on. He has got some flipping awesome stuff there. Yep. I mean, I held the first lucky draw that I've ever held in my life. I held one in my hands. He had two or three of them there. He had a, the lucky draw, Energon Prime, and um, a couple other ones. The most valuable thing he had at his table, which is something I own, but his was in better quality, he owned the one of three made super hybrid collection mint inbox PVC Rodimus Convoy. Oh, I yeah, saw that. He dropped it to 800 bucks by the time the weekend was over. That thing is worth a ton of money. Um, I don't remember what I paid for mine, but it was definitely more than four digits. So that was probably the rarest thing he had at his table. He had a lot of crazy stuff, though. He had a lot you know, of. Mock, I, I wish stuff. I, I wish I, I wish I had known that because I was eyeing that, but I didn't realize it was. Because when I when I saw when I saw it that morning, there was no price on it. I, I wasn't even going to ask. Oh yeah, it's that's did, that's the grail. Did right anybody there. check out the uh, the black Zarek that he had for eight hundred dollars? Was it complete? I didn't no, it wasn't. Even, there wasn't. Someone opened it. Um, it's missing a lot of pieces. The shield uh, was busted at the peg because the weird thing is this year there was a lot of Black Zarex in that deal room. There was more – like I was just looking around because I was looking for pieces for myself. There must have been like four, and all of the four – his was actually the worst one of the bunch. Um, I think he was asking, if I remember correctly, 800 mm-hmm. he was asking. I, I, think he started, was, I think he started at 12. Okay. And it wasn't that great, the condition. It really wasn't. There was a lot of places that were really messed up, and the shield was busted at the peg. So it's one of those things, oh, man, just wait for a reissue. The, the only other thing in the dealer room I wish I'd had the cash for was the uh, Radine Jr. that uh, Hydra had for 200 That Hydra thing. Had, yeah, Hydra had yeah. interesting stuff at his table. Yeah, that was really awesome. But uh, those those were my experiences. Um I mean, there was, there's many more. I could go on for an hour or more on things that, that I experienced, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, I, I, I'm glad I went. I mean, I come back a whole lot more broke and, and everything. And I'm, I, I, and truth be told, I'm going to have some problems for the next two or three weeks, but uh, nothing that, that, uh, you know, it's a hole that I'll pull myself out of, but you know, I got some great deals and that's all I can, that's, I'm taking that away from great deals and great time with great friends, you know, people that I don't get to hang out with very often. And some people like, you know, I, I wish I could have hung with Dan. I wish I could have hung with Dan and, 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 and uh, a few other people a whole lot more than I did. But uh, no, speaking I'm, of those I'm times, selfish. I'm selfish. Every, every box, like every box on, I come with my crew of guys from TFCon and then I totally ditch them and hang out with, with my old school crew from the ATT days, so it's well. well speaking I, of regrets on that front, Brian Kilby had invited me to the arcade thing, but because they went on Thursday, it was like they left before I actually showed up in Chicago because I didn't get there till Thursday. That's what early me. evening. That would have loved. I would love to have gone to that. I was invited. I just didn't get there in time. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I'm I, I plan on coming to TFCon USA down in Charlotte uh, in October. And uh, seeing as how we don't have to do room sales there uh, to, to sell third-party products, uh, you know, I'm, I'm most likely going to have a, lo- a whole lot more time to socialize then. And I know last year at TFCon in Chicago, I 
I had a lot more fun socializing then than I did at BotCon. BotCon was more, seemed more like work to me than anything else. But, you know, let's move on to the news. Uh, we've got about 30 minutes here. I want to uh, want to go over some stuff. Can, can I show one thing real quick? Sure. There was one little thing that I found in the dealer room. I'm going to do a, excuse me, I want to do a screen share. I can remember where the button's at. There it is. Um, yeah, that one. Push the button. Uh, button. That button. You see it? Oh, Magic Mike. Oh, Magic <laughs> Mike. There was a robot called Magic Mike. The smoking robot. I had a bad version of that. I was, was laughing kid. for like 20 minutes. I had a minutes. red one. 20 minutes. That, where did the, where think, did the smoke come from? Uh, it was the it, it was the booth Mouse. over like right across from where they were doing uh, autographs with uh, John and Sue. Oh, the guy that had like everything and anything. Yeah, like Masters of the Universe and other yeah, stuff. Yeah, like anything yeah. but Transformers, almost. Pretty much. But I did not realize that that's what that robot was called. I'd seen that robot before, but I had no idea that that's what its name was. Oh, hey, there's like a million of the. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Infinity. Inception. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Um, let's... Can, I, can I mention one thing before this goes on? Um, that he, that Commander Prime, and that Hound, those things were just cool. I'm sorry, but I want those. Why? Because they're G2. Somebody... The only thing I got out of the convention exclusives were the Diaclone uh, hoist and skids. Those things uh, are amazing. And I don't know if a lot of people noticed, but in keeping with Diaclone, they have no faction symbols. Mm, so yeah. that's really cool. That's really cool. Did, did they have drivers of any kind? No. Yes, they did. Well, they did. Well, if you read the comic, if you read the, the comic, comic the Target Masters that came with the Hound. That was Daya and Clone, wasn't it? Yeah, those are, two, those are supposed to go with the Diaclone figures. Okay. So you had that's what Daniel said earlier. You, when you read the comic, you realize you had to buy both sets to get the Diaclone set complete. Let's okay. put it this way. If somebody hooks me up with those two G2 figures, if one of you guys are after those Target Masters, let me know. I'll let you have them because I just I want the figures because they're G2. Seriously. Oh, they'll be cheap. Probably G2 guys. They're on the cold store right now. They'll be cheap. They're going yeah. to be on the store for a while. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, we'll talk about uh, some of the things that um, was unveiled uh, by Hasbro. I know oh, there's a lot of uh, – and this is probably going to be next week's episode. We're going to be picking yes. apart the Tokyo Toy Show um, uh, where, I, honestly, in my opinion – I think Tokyo Toy Show upstaged Hasbro big time with some of their, yep. their unveils. Um, and there was and, even some, there was something even more ironic with that too, because that same weekend, also at the third party like room parties, was the big unveiling of the not masterpiece uh, Ratchet, <laughs> and it was like, well then, guess that one. Let's scrap that idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's a little preview for next week. We're going to be picking apart the Tokyo toy show uh, news and, uh, in addition to more things. Uh, but this week we're talking, uh, most exclusively BotCon and the news, uh, that came out. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, the first, the one thing that I am absolutely, um, absolutely, uh, uh, 
buzzing over mm-hmm. uh, simply because I am a huge fan. And let me screen share it here if I can. There. Present to everyone. Yep. Uh, and this is Combiner Wars Skylinks. Uh, now, I heard a lot of people, you know, that was on the fence, oh, he's too small, he's too this and everything. But he. Dude, Skylinks. It's flipping Skylinks. In all his Dino Bird awesomeness. That I mean, thing has got such sick detail. The yeah. detail is what mm-hmm. sells that toy. Yes. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Let's go here. Now, uh, the thing that uh, that I find interesting enough about this is Sky Rain, uh, the combined form of it. Am I the only one that sees if they opened up the mouth and put a face right there that this could definitely be redecoed into uh, uh, into Lyle? No, no. Everybody keeps saying that. No, because Lyle Kaiser, the body comes apart to make a little dune buggy with rockets and a jet. It doesn't turn into a freaking dinosaur. Okay, but here's here's the thing though. Yeah, uh, okay, I, here, here here's my argument. They could retool it. They've been yep. retooling everything. It's just, retool it's it. just Silverbolt heavily retooled. No, it's That's not. It. It's a whole new mold. No, the, they took the back on Silverbolt, gave him a new back to, uh, that ex- uh, stretches out into the Dino Bird <laughs> mold. Uh, I'm sure that this thing can form a robot form of some form. You can well, make the bottom uh, half doesn't look anything. Or better like yet, have we learned nothing from Combiner Wars up to this point? We'll get this repainted as Lyo Kaiser, and then Japan's going to do their own thing anyways. We got Groove, and then we got Japan Groove. We got a Devastator, and then we got Japan's Devastator. Everything mm-hmm. at this point now seems to be getting a second shot anyways. So if they want to do a Lyo Kaiser from that, which honestly, I agree with you, they will do one just by the way that that face looks. Yep. They will. And then down the line, Japan will do their own thing for their own market. And it will happen. If, if, any, if anything, it'll be a Japanese exclusive Lyo Of Kaiser. course it will. It'll be like a million publishing or an e-hobby or a stage six or whatever the hell they want to do. But it'll definitely happen in Japan for sure. Mm. But I, for I, sure. I think it'd just be a perfect a perfect chance for uh, for Hasbro to bring that character to the United States for the first time. Uh, and you know, also, as far as a, a combined, well, I mean, they just except did for it a Creon. Man, yeah, they kind of just did it with Masterpiece, you know, Star Saber. Not many people's had one. I actually had a Star Saber, and I got a Masterpiece version. Yeah. Why not do that with this? It was a homage for that Energon Wing Saber. Remember? Yeah, and also supposedly there is a fourth hidden mold uh-huh. mo- mode in Skylinks that you that according to what I've been told, what I've heard, that you can get the Links mode out of that Skylinks. I've heard the same thing. No, they said yeah. it during the panel actually. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't realize they had said that during the panel. I'm I'm looking at this thing. The way like that chest comes from the back of the dino. There's no way that's a remold of, of a silver bolt. It's just way too. The, the engineering, the way it transforms, is different. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and call this now. There's gonna be some kind of peg system or snappy something. Even if it's something as simplest as as like uh, Energon Ironhide's head was. That links. Before minicon ports. That, that, that links and that bird are gonna come apart somehow. Yeah. Oh, and, and just and just for, for the party upgrade. If not a customizer, take a screwdriver and unscrew it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 
And now for the for the viewers looking at this, just so that way you know, Sky Rain is composed of Skylinks, obviously, but also Wheeljack, Hound, Smokescreen, and Trailbreaker. Not Trail so, Cutter, Trail Breaker. Trail Breaker. So we it's are getting Wheeljack. <laughs> so we are so we are getting a second wave of Autobot cars. The first no. wave, of course, is Ironhide, Sunstreaker, Mirage, and Prowl. 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 So we are getting more Autobot cars. Of course, we kind of knew that coming down, uh, you know, going yeah, into it because I mean, there are some easy, yeah. there are some obvious. Uh, the only uh, thing we nods. didn't really know about that was when I saw the face sculpt in person. That is totally Star Convoy, though. Now it's it's a shame that it's white, but the head sculpt is 100% the original Star Convoy. So I think that hopefully Japan's going to do something with that. Oh yeah, they will. Okay. Um, it's going to be that, and the Lyokais are going against each other as as nemesis. You just you just know it. Possibly uh, we'll have something with Unite. Now with this craziness of these, do you guys honestly think eventually they're going to give us an Abominus and a of course. Of course. I would not be surprised. I, I could see them. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said, out of the Skylinks, I could see them finagling something around and pulling a hunger out of that. Yeah. Something I can see. says they're going to do that. Yeah. But they got to give us a They have to give us a Predaking eventually. They have to. I don't think I don't think Abominus will happen right away because we just came off of an Abominus and then a repaint of an Abominus and then another repaint of an Abominus. So I think that they're kind of going to lay off of that mold and character for a bit. Not to mention we also had the uh, the Creo recently, but I think that we're probably going to have Technobots really soon. We're going to have Piranicons. Like it, it's. I mean, I was I'm about already, to say Piranicon, please, please. I'm already looking at uh, at the Brawl. Seeing how the cannon disconnects and how he, that could totally he could be, easily be a nose cone. Yeah, yeah, you could attach the nose oh, cone. No. And, like it's there's there's so many things you're already you can't, you have to look at the molds and say to yourself, okay, what are they going to do with this in the future? Because that's really the name of the game right now. I mean, if yeah. we would have looked at that old universe. Uh, two, uh, universe 1.0 Silverbolt back in the day and really looked at that face, we would have saw the Dreadwing that would have been coming up later. I mean, now they, they kind of mold stuff with the intention of two characters or they mold stuff mm. with the intention of, well, we could remold here and there and it'll pull off another character. So there's on, a on, lot yeah. coming. On, on your point yeah. with, the, uh, with, with the Abominus and the, the, the Creo and all that, I've noticed uh, in, in the past few years uh, kind of a trend is a lot of times we'll end up getting a Legends figure or a Creon or something of a character, and then not long after that we'll end up with a Voyager or a Deluxe or Do some you know other the reason for that of that character. It's kind of a way to, to drop it and say, hey, this is coming down the pipeline. Well, the main reason why they do that, there's, there's a whole reasoning behind that, is because they have to register the name. The whole like, no offense to Creo, I love Creo and I love Robo Mashers and all those lines, but they practically exist just to farm those names. Because look at Creo, they had the Creo combiners and they covered every combiner team. It almost tells us right away what we're going to have in the next three years and what the names of those characters will be by the registered names on those Creo combiners. They and, forgot Monstructor. Yeah, that's the only one that we ha we haven't really had thus far. 
You know what I mean? So, but the, but the thing is, do we really have any signs of a monstructor? I mean, the name Ice Pick was was registered in I think it was Dark of the Moon. There was a character named Ice Pick, but mm-hmm. that's really about it. You know, so slog, slog in Age of Extinction. Oh, yeah, it's true. We had a slog in Age of Extinction. So, I mean, but there's no scowl and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. let's put it this way. We're, we're jumping ahead of ourselves, but let's just put it this way. Hasbro right now has all of these molds from the Menasaur, from the Superion, from the Defensor. They need to milk these to the max. And then when they move on to Bruticus and the rest of them, then they'll milk those ones to the max. We're going to be seeing Combiner Wars and these molds for the next five years. Like, this is... This is something and they're going to be riding. I will get for a while. every buck on toy that they used. Combiner Wars. I love this line. I'll buy all three paints remolds. I don't. That's care. how it's going to be. Yeah. That's how yeah. it'll be. Yeah. Hopefully. Did y'all, uh, did y'all happen to mention that Brawl is a brand new mold? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. It's so Swindle. Is it Swindle too. No, Swindle. Yeah. Swindle is a heavy a... Of, uh, rook. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. The new. Yeah. It's the new mold that came with uh, Defensor. I did not see that. So, and, uh, so, so Swindle and Hound are both going to have the capability in the end of the fist to hold the larger fists and kind of yes. remold them. Actually, yeah. I heard the I think from looking if you look at the individual pictures that were in the case, they remold. That's part of the remold, just to the hands. They're just normal hands now. Okay. And uh, the whole well, fist good. feature, the, the best part of that toy was got remolded out. Yeah. And, and, by the way, I'm not even mad that Blast Off's a jet. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, if you think about it, if you think really? about it, it right. makes it makes more sense in cohesion with the set. Uh, the original, the original blast off, even though it's awesome that they had a space shuttle, it did not make sense a space shuttle with uh, with military vehicles. Now at least blast off makes sense. Well, I have a question. It always did to me because he was used for communications. Yeah. One could oh. argue it with Groove being a motorcycle with a fire truck, but Takara. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just wait. Well, That's people, it. people complaining about Groove, you know, what, uh, who wants a motorcycle that large? Well, look at the protector box. A helicopter shouldn't be that small. Exactly. You know, people get all yeah, bent I mean, out of shape with the oversized motorcycle. They say nothing about the undersized helicopter. But I have a question with the blast off thing, though. Okay, in the, in the aerial bots, we got a slingshot colored helicopter. And they, instead of calling him Slingshot and just saying a new new mode, they made him a new character. Oh, we got a wild a wild rider uh, colored colored pickup truck. Instead of being wild rider, they made a new character. Well, now oh, we've got a blast off colored jet, but this time they called him Blast Off. Would you guys have rather they made that a new character and maybe blast off like a Legends figure for the chest? Or I'm happy with the way it is. Yeah, cause, I mean it uh, would have been the same toy. They actually, just named I would have seen. I would have loved to seen a blast off that was a leader class that could also become a triple changer that could become an astro train. They could combine with Bruticus and be G1 toy accurate because it'd be larger than the rest of his body. Yeah. Which would be awesome because yeah, you could well, just strap him on the back of Bruticus and use him for a jet pack. Well, Get over it, people. Yeah, well, basically, <laughs> be, being the Bruticus fan that I am because I bought Warbitron, uh, uh, I like it the way it is. I kind of wish he was a shuttle, but like y'all said, we may get a shuttle from Takara. I'm not I'll get it too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm not gonna worry about that now. Uh, I, but I like I like the fact that Blast Off is part of the part of the group as the main five. I w- I kind of would not want him as a smaller mini con as a smaller Legends figure because Bruticus. 
it's those five, you know, it's, it's those five from Starscream's Brigade, it's those five from Revenge of Brigadus. I'm so glad he's left intact the way. Well, I think what gets me is it's the same concept as the others, but then this example they chose to give it the same name. I mean, there's nothing stopping them from calling Alpha Bravo Slingshot and just saying well, he's a helicopter now, or calling Off-Road Wild Rider and saying well, he's just a truck now. Or, you know, I mean, Rook was a little more of a departure, but they could have called Rook. him Groove and just said, you know, they could have just said, well, these alt modes make more sense. Yeah. I don't know why they did, but when it comes to Bruticus, I like him the way he's supposed to be. Well, you know what, guys? Let's put it this way. So far, we haven't seen anything in packaging that says that this thing's going to be called Blast Off. So, despite what Hasbro says, things might change from now until then. See, so. I like the new characters just because I think it's interesting, especially when they give us the correct ones later. Like, we end up getting a slingshot and a wild rider. Hopefully, we That's get it in the States for the groove. If not, we get the Takara one. Takara. Um, so, I mean, I like the idea. I love the idea of the Blast Off Color Jet being a new character, and then I could get Blast Off later, too. Um, just because I like the concept. It's, it's neat. Don't get me wrong. A G1 fanboy, I love my combiners being as G1 as possible. I got the slingshot and the wild rider. I've got the Takara Defensor on pre-order, even though I've got a complete defensor here because I want the deluxe groove. Um, I mean, I, I love the G1, but at the same time, I like the infusion of new characters. I think the franchise gets stale if we just keep seeing the same characters over and over again, like this Hound and Wheeljack and Trailbreaker. The only reason why they use those names is because right now... Well, no, but the only, the only reason why they use those names is just because a lot of those names are expiring soon in the U.S. Patent Office, so they have to throw it at something again. Same thing with Rodimus. It's all of them. There's there's a there's a stupid political reason behind the choices of a lot of characters in Transformers on the American side of things, and that's the primary reason. With a Creo line disappearing, with a uh, Robot Heroes line in non-existence, and, and a Robot Masher line that doesn't have enough output, you got to put those names somewhere to keep them registered. And that's one of them, unfortunately. So, and and it's an excuse to use those molds again and again. That's, Another thing that's to consider sad too. Truth. Another thing I'm to consider too is, uh, you know, you take for instance like uh, uh, Sunstreak or Rodimus. You know, so, some of these ones that have already been in, in classics, uh, you know, previously. Uh, it's 2015. Classics came out in 2006, nine years ago. That's been almost a decade. So, I mean, I, I don't think a lot of us are, are taking into account just how old. Classics is uh, yeah. Somebody getting into it now, it's hard for them to get a Classics Mirage right. with that pig an arm and a leg. Right. I don't know though. I mean, uh, some of the Classics figures are coming way down in price. Yeah. Compared to what they oh, used heavily. to. I mean, heavily. I mean, Mirage. Mirage. What you're going to see right now is a big influx of all that. I mean, you got folks that like even myself that just selling off a lot of G1. I've seen a lot of people liquidating now. Classics collectors are going crazy now. Tons of them. Anyone who, anyone who has a, a Prowl's uh, Silver Streak or or uh, or, or uh, Smokescreen right now, classics, they're selling it for obvious reasons that don't need to be explained. Same thing with Bumblebee. Same thing with Sideswipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, um, I'm honestly surprised that Classics Prowl held any kind of value with the the whole sticky paint issue. I've I've not seen one that did not have the sticky paint on it. Do want to. Uh, share this let's see here let's move on to the uh some of the last of the reveals i don't want to talk about the uh the rid 2.0 stuff just yet because i'm sure we'll we'll care uh, hey guys it down the it's road. a stealth bumblebee oh, by wow. a stealth bumblebee and then another stealth bumblebee yeah 
That, I mean, it was pretty uneventful uh, with the R.I.D. stuff, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Uh, it was very, right. very heavy, very heavily uh, Combiner Wars centric. These reveals, but mm-hmm. um, this little guy here, the legend size Shockwave, yes. is absolutely beautiful, amazing, and I love the fact that he turns into a gun that will fit perfectly into Bruticus's hands. So yeah. Now all they need to do is make a Megatron that does the same thing. Yeah, I really yeah. wish they would. Because then you can put it in later. Well, who's to say that they won't? I mean, you know we're getting a star scream. Thundercracker's already on the shelves. Skywarp's coming out. You know we're going to get a star scream. Why not do a legend size Megatron like that? They'll probably do a retool of that fork. You know, I'm I'm kind I kind of like the I kind of like Shockwave as an add-on, like the gun, like Power Gliding Furion. Without Groove might be a, a a exception because again. Giant, huge motorcycle as a rescue vehicle, whatever the case may be. But I, I'd rather they, I'd rather the legends be like guns or jetpacks or just add, you know pieces you can add on without being a nece- a necessary part of the combiner, like Groove was. Groove Groove is something that uh, is the only legends figure that I'm I'm currently using as part of my combiner. Uh, because he makes sense because he's so small. He makes sense compared to the other bots that he uh, that that he would be that size. And I've got him as a chess piece for a defense war. Um, but everybody away. else, everybody else, I you know, power glide for Superion doesn't doesn't work for me. The blackjack sort of works, but then whenever you uh, factor into the fact that he turns into a car like all the other guys uh, I'm, bo- I'm, bothered by the, I'm bothered by the scale there so yep you know mm-hmm. I don't know I, I don't think I'm really bothered by the scale on that because if you look at the way G1 was blackjack that little chess piece was slightly smaller than the rest of the cars so do you want that scale well, well I mean it goes back to what we were saying earlier yeah, I mean you've really, got a helicopter the size of an ambulance Mm-hmm. You know, that right. that shouldn't be either, you know. Here's how I have my groove attached. You look at the picture there. I, yeah, I've I've seen a lot of folks do that too. Why didn't um, anybody I took the foot I took the foot yeah. off and he pegs in really solid like that. So it gives him a groove looking leg. Which is awesome. Yeah. But um Gun mode. Uh, there were <laughs> guys, uh pipes, um who else was it? Rodimus? Uh and Chop Shop from Scrandle. Chop shop, 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 shop looks great. Rekgar is a retool of Groove. I'm not sure I'm really it into looks that. Like wheelie. I'm not even seeing those colors at all. Mm-hmm. Rekgar looks like Wheelie. He's too orange. Yeah. When I first saw it, I thought it was Wheelie. And yeah. I saw it was Rekgar. I was like, that, that doesn't make sense. Too, too much orange. Yeah. But um, unless you guys have another... Uh, reveal that uh, that we're overlooking. Uh, I think we'll we need to wrap her up. Uh, yeah, we've we've been going about two and a half yeah. hours now. But during but, that, well, uh, one last link I added was just in case people really want to see a scale of what Devastator looks like combined with the Constructicons. I put a picture in the I put I put a shot in the uh, okay. chat Ooh, a minute ago. Let me open it up here. Yeah, just, um, I, I just thought that way. If, if you're not sure, if you really don't understand the size of Devin, of 
our devastator. Check this picture. Yeah. Um, the bone crusher in that picture is roughly the size of Generations Brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're Voyagers, and they're, they're yeah. large, chunky Voyagers. Yeah. yeah, it's a little it's a little deceptive in the picture about another toy next to them because they have such a simplified Legends class or Legion class design almost mm. with the way the joints stuff work. So they kind of looking at pictures, they look small. But when you see these things in person, they're big. Oh, yeah. like well, huge, yeah. long haul, you can hold them in two hands. He's huge. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I saw, somebody actually posted a picture, and I, I, I can't find it at the moment, but they actually put a picture of him next to the Generations Metroplex, and he kind of comes up to the chest portion of Metroplex. And if you guys have ever had one of those, it's huge. Yeah. This guy is big. He is not small. Well, gonna, and I've seen, seen, seen and I've them seen in, it in scale with all seeing the them in person in the case. Out, and it's seeing, taller than those. Seeing them in person in the case. Uh, I, now I'm a big guy. Um, if I was to hold Generation or the the Titan Devastator, uh, if I was to hug it like a, like a big big doll, the top of the head would touch my chin, and the bottom of the feet would come to just under my belly button. Uh, and I've got a I've got a pretty long torso. That's a big bot. So it's well, I've, I've seen pictures of this thing even next to Hercules. It's taller yeah. than Hercules. Yeah, and that's he, why a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. Now I know folks are a little niffed about the engineering and stuff, but I'm sorry. Simplified engineering, the play I don't, pattern. I don't mind I that. Love as much. that. Well, I, like, I, wanna... I don't like taking 45 minutes to transform yeah. two bots to plug it into something and be afraid that if I touch it, it falls over and then just completely crumbles, and there's $600 on the floor. You know, now, That's uh, what a lot of folks don't understand. These things are designed to be played with, not put in a default and never touched. Right. Most people don't pose those guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. They pose them once, they leave them. Yeah. Now, uh, for those of you who are interested, uh, Ben's collectibles. Uh, you can check him out on YouTube. Uh, I think he. I think he's also got several links at both T Formers and uh, WTF and TFW 2005. Um, ben has done. A, they've done a video review of all of all the constructed cons, the combiner, the the whole nine yards, about forty five minute review. That's about 53 minutes, I believe. I've watched the entire thing, and it's very elaborate. He and actually also, tells you what's good, what's bad. Okay, this might bother you. Yeah. Now, and if people's worried about stability, the one thing about Hercules is he, he fits together very well, very tight. But sometimes if you nudge the table, he will wobble a little bit. Just It's just it's a, it's a thing. But yeah, but if you're worried about uh, this Combiner Wars Devastator, it has enough locking tabs of stuff clamping together. I don't think it has to. It has to for a a figure. Yeah, I mean, you would have to actually just take this thing and hurl it against the wall to break it apart. You break the wall. I mean, well, well, when Ben picks it up, he picks it up and you know shakes the whole thing. And it yeah. does not fall off, and that's something you know. I've, I saw somebody do a review of Minasaur, and he really dogged Minasaur like really, really bad. But he was like picking it up and digging this thing do cartwheels. Okay, the limbs weren't falling off, so therefore, okay, maybe the feet pegs fall off. Well, guess what? The same thing happened to your G1. It happens. Mm-hmm. But my whole thing is, 
they look good, they're poseable, they're playable, and you don't have to worry about breaking your wallet and have to buy half these guys. They're good. Now, the only complaint that I have is, and I hope a third party does this, please, for the love of God, give us trailers for Motormaster and Prime. Yes. Somebody. There's a freaking peg hole where a trailer could plug in. Why not? There is an add-on kit Eventually they will do it. Uh, they will do uh, it, I'm sure. Did, did you mention there is an add-on kit for Prime? Because I think that's actually on our, our uh, Facebook page. There's an add-on kit that's, that's in the works. It's only a white prototype stuff right now, but it actually changes the head sculpt. It makes him, you know, really robust, and it really fixes that Prime. And, and honestly, I think it elongates it and makes it actually a taller longer truck and actually a taller bot as well it's pretty neat actually i think that's a shape waste kit i think i saw that earlier it's right now it's Is only it a, a shape kit? waste kit yeah, it's a shape okay. waste thing i think somebody was posted it saying they want to see a third party pick it up and make it how much was that kit i didn't know? click i didn't click the shape waste thing i mean i don't like doing shape waste because you get to paint it all and it's just hard to make it look good i well, want a customizer so i wouldn't bother yeah. Yeah. but I mean, it's well, stuff like that I want to see more of that. Well, I want to see a trailer for that Prime that turns into the arms and legs to make him look like Power Master Prime. That because if you look at the Optimus, he's already got kind of a uh, God Bomber top chest. I would love to see that, and then maybe like you know, the Mother Master one break apart to give you a little better limbs or give him more of that big trailer look, you know, stocky look or something like that to kind of wrap around the back or something to kind of fill him in a little better and maybe fixes a couple of issues that people have with him. Something. Because I know, I mean, we got third parties making new hands and fists and guns and heads. That's cute and all, but give me a whole package. Deal. I think one of the number one sellers at the capture prey third party, uh, sales was the uh, perfect effect uh, hands and feet for the Combiner Wars figures. Combiner Wars is super hot right now. Yeah, super hot. Just as as a quick thing, do you think that the Fans Project trailer would work with the Combiner Wars Prime? I've got it. I just haven't prepared them up. If anybody's got those trailers, plug them on. I want to see pictures. I want to see if it works. Okay. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I think that'll wrap up our coverage uh, of our thoughts and re- uh, recollections from BotCon 2015. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Hope it uh, hope it encourages you to attend more conventions. Uh, don't pay attention to all the negativity out there because it's just it's just bull crap. Um, we got there's every convention has got something that goes wrong, something that's not right, and you're going to have fun if you go. And that's, that's what we, that's what we've conveyed here. Um, coming up here in a couple months, we're going, we've, uh, we've got uh, TF Expo out in Wichita. I'm looking to have uh, Phil Searle on again. I want to talk to him soon. Um, we've got uh, TF Con uh, in Canada coming up in the next, what, two, three weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, and we've also got TF Con USA in, in October. Uh, so we've got a lot of a lot more conventions coming up uh, this year. So um, if you get a chance, go to one. Uh, you'll you'll you won't regret it. You'll have a lot of fun. Check us out on Twitter at tfylp. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook discuss, a discussion group. So if you're a, uh, if you're if you like the page, find our uh, our discussion groups. We're quite active on there, sharing news, talking about stuff, sharing pictures. Um, and also tftalk.net 
for all things TFYLP and Transformers related. For Plasticon, who is back from the dead, hopefully for good, so. <laughs> drop, drop in a lot more. Um, uh, Maroni Prime, Insane Galvatron, Headmaster Dawn, and Proto Man. This is Weird Wolf. We'll see you next time on TFYLP. See ya. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. Ha <laughs> ha!